Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Caitlin Bruder, but in Port Ruby, I'm Benny Beckett. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, and uh, welcome for real this time uh, to uh, PowerPlay Origins Ulez Galley. Um, and I'm Rick Bud, your game master, and uh, I know looking around this table, you're probably like, "Am I watching Tempting Fate? What is going on here?" Um, but it, it only feels like that because uh, tonight, well, of course, we have uh, as Ulez Galley, uh, our our personal favorite here, B Zelda. And uh, two very special guests, um, my, my old cohorts uh, from, from the last show. Uh, uh, first, of course, uh, the, the, the amazing Marquia McCarty. Hello. Hey, everyone. Oh, it's good to be back. I, <laughs> I like that. It's like, oh, it's not, it's not a tempting fate. Like, I'm, I'm the tempting fate person. I kind of love that. <laughs> Yeah, well, we got you, we got Max. I mean, honestly, it's like if Sam were here, it's like I'm, I think people would genuinely be confused, yeah. Um, but we uh, we also, yes, uh, have the uh, also equally amazing Max Isaacson. Uh, Hi, everybody. Close, close, almost equal. Hey. No, I love you, Max. Um, and uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, and yeah, we're doing Power Play Origins Ula's Galley tonight. And uh, this is one of the rewards you all unlocked during Operation Nazi Puncher uh, a couple of months ago uh, when you helped us raise uh, over $4,000 for the Southern Poverty Law Center, um, which is, you know, still just has my head spinning uh, all the time. And uh, we're super grateful for that. And, uh, and I want to throw out a special thanks as usual to Jake and Lauren and everyone at Q Times and the mods, especially the mods. Uh, you know, we like there there could be no Twitch without mods, folks. It it would just be a nightmare. So it's like mods, you are the real heroes. Not all heroes wear capes, unless you want to wear a cape, in which case you can, and no one's going to stop you. Um, and uh, your subs and your bits help support Q Times, and your donations to the tip jar uh, help uh, support uh, the people you see here on the screen. It's our little feed the cast fund. And uh, to that end, we have some rewards, and here's how they work tonight. Uh, if we get to $50, uh, it unlocks a point of community determination, one point of determination that anybody can draw on in case of an emergency. Um, determination goes at a premium in these Origins games because everybody starts off with zero. Donut, zilch, bupkis. Uh, and if we get to $150, um, we will have, we've been doing, okay, Ulez's dream. Uh, B will reveal an important story about uh, Ulez's past. And uh, so far, uh, the dreams that uh, Caitlin and Sam and Omar did have just honestly been the highlight of the shows for me. These have just been absolutely incredible. Um, so I, I am super looking forward uh, to, not, not, not that I want to put any pressure on, but I am super looking forward uh, to what B's got for us. Um, I'm sorry you, you, your game wound up last. It just it was a scheduling thing. I just didn't mean to mm -hmm. put all the pressure on mm -hmm. you. Not because you um, just wanted to put all the pressure. I'm pretty sure that was the reason. Yeah, thank you, oh, Max. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and if we get to two hundred and fifty dollars, um, as usual, the after credits lore drop. Um, it's our after credit sequence, uh, a revealing that gives a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. Uh, and uh, I'm really excited about the one we got tonight. So uh, those are the tiers, and you can always see those in chat by hitting Command Unlocks. And if you can't help us out by donating, you can always help us out by like liking and commenting on our tweets or YouTube videos and stuff like that, and helping us promote the show by sharing stuff. 
we really appreciate that too and we really appreciate like the fan art and the live tweets and everything y'all have done it's just like every time it's just like we share that stuff with our with each other it's it's great and um now uh, you can get PowerPlay merchandise. There are T-shirts and stickers with uh, Caitlin's amazing character art um, uh, available at the Q Times Teespring store. Jake will put that link uh, down in the chat. And uh, the game we play here is called Icons. It is published by Ad Infinitum Adventures. It was created by a cool dude named Steve Kenson. You can find him on Twitter at S Kenson. Uh, the book edition that I have is uh, published by Green Ronin. Yeah. But uh, since shortly after the show came on the air, they have been sold out. So, uh, you know, you can get it as a PDF. Um, and uh, we play a hack, but uh, even if you play as directed, it's a pretty fun game. So uh, check that out. And uh, you can follow the show at PowerPlayRPG on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and PowerPlay is now available as a podcast for the podcast inclined. Uh, you can find that wherever fine pods are casted. And uh, PowerPlay Season 3, I am happy to announce, uh, will officially start on June 13th. But on June 6th, the whole cast will be here for a special Q&A episode, our first ever PowerPlay Q&A. Uh, this is your chance to ask anything you want about the world, the characters, the story, players, Omar's hair products, anything. <laughs> mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And uh, you'll be able to submit your questions uh, starting this week in the PowerPlay room at the Q Times Discord. Jake will put that link in the chat for you. And we'll also put a call for them on Twitter. And uh, I'll remind you of all this at the end of the show. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's all the announcements. Time for PowerPlay. Welcome back. So, previously on Power Play. Uh, in Power Play Season 1, Episode 1, the series premiere, we met Ulez Galli, an artificial intelligence from another planet who somehow wound up in a dumpster behind a storage facility in Port Ruby. Now, it didn't take long for them to realize that they had partial amnesia and they couldn't figure out how they got there or even how they got to Earth. Um, or where they came from, although they did know that they had a deep and abiding interest in plant life. During their adventures with Cadrax and Benny Beckett and Beyond Vigor, Ulez encountered the criminal psychic Bella Morata, who read their mind and saw strange visions of a planet with a blue sun and a yellow sky, a strange alien bird that looks like a tiny feathered dragon hovering in air beating its wings, and an enormous black wall that reaches as high as the sky and spreads out in either direction further than Ulez could see. And they didn't know what that was all about. Now, eventually, the team helped Ulez recover their ship uh, from the gangster Mickey Bomberg. And uh, when they did, uh, the ship connected with Ulez, and they remembered that they were part of a race called the Keepers and hailed from a planet called Spire. And uh, Ulez figured out that the reason they had come to Earth was that they were responding to a mysterious distress signal, uh, which eventually turned out to be from another Ulez galley, because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of Ulezes out there. 
Um, that one eventually showed up and came to be called Tules. Uh, and uh, later, uh, during an encounter with the scientist Molly Darnell, Ulez saw all of those images Bella uh, showed them again, the black wall, the feathered dragon, and the planet with the blue sun and the yellow sky. And uh, we're going to get to all that, but um, we're going to pick up this game before any of that stuff happens, before Ulez got to Earth. Now, Ulez... As we saw in last week's After Credits Lore Drop, you were traveling through space when your computer detected uncatalogued vegetation on a planet that it identified as Azatora, a place that hadn't been visited by keepers in over 7,000 years. Your ship brought you down to the surface and you emerged from it to find yourself on a strange world with a blue sun and a yellow sky. And as you're standing next to your ship, you hear the system tells you uh, solar recharge in progress, but the frequency of this blue light means that pod won't be ready for flight again for another 28.2 hours. We're gonna pat it really nicely. That is okay, we appreciate you. Thank you, Liz. I appreciate you too. And uh, yeah, you you climb out of the you, you climbed out of the pod, and now you you look around, and you are in a field of white grass that is sort of populated with these large dark red flowers. Ah, we must scan these first. The grass, grass is so fascinating, so prolific. It possesses so much data and knowledge. Ula, do me a favor, make an intellectual. Oh no. Oh, wow. It looks like we unlocked the first tier. Thank you so much, everybody. Hey! I'm seeing that correctly. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, if we get to $150, Ulez's dream. Yeah. What'd you get? Uh, two on the dice. My intellect is four. That makes a six. Okay. So, yeah, you know, you see the white grass. Um, you see the red flowers. And... Uh, you sort of start walking around, kind of trying to take it in, scanning them, just basically cataloging it. And uh, some of this stuff is recognized by your system already. Apparently, you know, some of this plant life is, was already cataloged by the keepers over 7,000 years ago. Um, but as you get close to one of those red flowers to kind of get a closer look at it, this tiny bird, a feathered dragon, zips up from the grass and it hovers right in front of you, kind of beating its wings and it just sits there for a moment and, and it's like nothing you've ever seen and, and it kind of zips around in front of you and uh then it kind of flies off into the field and uh liz well, what do you want to do ah uh, we greet you oh and they have disappeared well perhaps they are the uh they possess the knowledge of this planet we are unfamiliar with the species uh, perhaps we should look upon our catalogs and we're gonna like take a moment and like our entire body freezes. Uh, if we were to reflect upon the last time the keepers visited this planet, what was the species that uh, existed here? Well, like the main species. Well, the keepers records, you know, that you have access to uh, are mostly like vegetation and stuff. Yeah, like not really allowed um, access to the other stuff. But, you know, you do see that it uh, it does or did at the time of the Keeper's last, last visit have, you know, sort of uh, a healthy degree of animal life as well. 
um, including intelligent life, although you don't see anything like that or evidence of that where you are at this moment. Um, and uh, as that's going through your system, the bird, the little bird thing kind of swarms or, sw you know, circles around your head and then sort of darts off again into the flowers. And Ulez, I am going to play your trouble against you. Um, <laughs> I'm learning. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving you a point of determination. Thank you. And you chase after that bird because for some reason it's freedom of movement is just intriguing to you and you just kind of zip off after it and you chase the bird kind of through the field to a place where the grass gets taller and taller and uh you walk in the grass and and the bird kind of darts up and disappears into the sky and as you're watching it disappear you hear like a growl this deep kind of loud you know, I'll, outside of the game, like dog-like growl. Um, and uh, coming out of the grass in front of you, there is this wolf-like animal that is, you know, kind of looks like a wolf, but much larger and it's hairless and it has like tusks. And it kind of <laughs> sniffs at you. Ah, we greet you. And what is your designation? Saliva is your designation. Fascinating. Could you tell me more about this planet? And it kind of sniffs at you and kind of starts taking a step closer and a step closer. And while that's going on, let's put a pin in that for a second. Ricka Fisher, you are a security officer from the Azatoran city of Riaris. And, uh, do me a favor, Marquia. Describe what uh, Rika looks like to us. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Rika, you know, like, you know those normal, everyday people that are made out of crystal? That's what uh, Rika looks like. Uh, a crystal uh, humanoid type figure that can also pop crystalline claws uh, out of her crystal arms. Uh, she has uh, purple and gold hues um, going on, uh, depending on the light that uh, she is uh, walking through. Uh, crystal hair that's in a side mohawk. <laughs> uh, and also has uh, crystalline uh, dog tags uh, around, around her neck, along with her very spiffy security officer uniform. Yes, and uh, that that uniform kind of you know sort of like armor like kind of plates, um, and uh, yeah, just your average crystal person, um, yes. and um, yeah, you are making your daily morning patrol around the outskirts of Riaris, and uh, the city itself is sort of surrounded by a large wall, and the area just outside that wall is known as the grasslands, and uh, the grasslands being on the other side of the wall are very dangerous. They are known to be inhabited by, you know, wild animals like bald tusk wolves and things like that. Um, and uh, also they are rife with bandits um, uh, who tend to interfere with people coming to and from the city. Uh, so you as a security officer do a daily patrol and uh, Rika, you actually have incredibly sensitive hearing. Um, and uh, I'm not going to make you roll for this. I'm going to say you are close enough. Just uh, 
you hear something. As you are making your rounds, you hear the growl of one of these tusked wolves, which I'm going to say you know is called a squaith. And uh, you hear the squaith growling, and you know that that means something is about to get eaten. Um, so you spring into action because, hey, if it's just another animal, whatever. But if it's a citizen of Riaris, it is your job to get down there and, uh, you know, save lives. So you kind of run around the wall and sort of dart off into the grassland following this sound. And you come running through some of the tall grass and you come up behind this creature that you see growling at this kind of tall um, humanoid figure that has kind of, you know, like this, 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 this helmet with a reflective visor on and, and, and sort of a big, long, kind of glowing, uh, like pink braids. Um, and uh, uh, you don't know this person, but you can sense the danger that they are in. Unless you've come to play, I suggest you stepping out of the way, dear person. Ah, we agree you as well. Is this an ally of yours? This, now this is one of the Benjis. That's what I call them because they're ferocious. Benji, and they are ferocious. Therefore, we should avoid them. How about you just come over here and step behind me real quick? Yes, we will. Thank you. Uh, while while they move behind uh, Rika, uh, she's going to do a, a running kick uh, at. <laughs> I probably should, now I probably should have named named the the wild animal Benji because now I don't want to look at it. <laughs> Benji the squaith, yes. Um, <laughs> so you want to you want to do a running kick? Okay, so that's a prowess uh, roll. Well, well maybe, maybe instead uh, I pull food out and fling it um, uh, off like uh, behind them, like wave it in front of uh, their face and then fling it off into the distance. Okay, we're going to say you carry some of that food with you just as a matter of knowing that, like, you could run into these things, you know. Sometimes uh, you got to spend a point of determination to retcon in little details like okay. that. But I think that this fits into, you know, your normal duties well enough. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to make you make a coordination roll to see if you can fling it in a place where the squaith is going to smell it. All right, well, my coordination is four, and I got a two, so six. All right. That's good enough, considering the, the distance here is pretty uh, is is pretty tight. Um, I, I I see. Yes. Okay. I described Ulez as tall. Ulez is not tall. That was just me uh, babbling off at the mouth. Ulez is Ulez size. Um, so yeah. Um, yes. So that is close enough, and the squaith kind of. And, and goes running over and starts eating the food. And we'll say that this food is, you know, it's specifically designed to kind of like draw squaths and keep them busy for a little while. So it's kind of, you know, it's almost like a chew toy. It's got to like kind of, you know, it's like you can't just like pop it down and eat it real fast. It, it takes up some time. So now the two of you are standing there watching the squaith eat. Are you visiting someone? Uh Oh, uh, don't, don't really get many uh, travelers around here. That makes sense. My people have not been here for 7,000 years. 
I am here to study. That'll do it. Uh, something I do recommend is uh, for us to get away from this area. There's one of them right now, but with that food, there's going to be at least three to five others that are going to come. Oh, um, uh, is there a more organic life form where you are located? Oh, there's... Uh, there, no, there's a there's a whole city. It's just uh, you know you know what. Just come on, come on this way and just follow me uh, over over here. Okay, we are called Ulez Galley. What is your designation? I'm Rika Fisher. Rika's fine. Uh, so Ulez, you said. Correct. Pleasure to meet you. Let but but seriously, let's let's go this way. I'd rather not have to kick one of them in the face today. Oh, okay. Goodbye, Benji. We were kind. We were uh, happy to meet you. Oh, Ulez. I love, I missed Ulez. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. And uh, Rika leads you back towards the city. And, you know, Rika was very fast running. It takes a few minutes at walking speed, but, you know, it comes into view and there's the wall. And uh, being a security officer, Rika can let you right in through the, you know, through the gate in the wall. And the two of you enter and you find yourself in the streets of Riaris. And the city is kind of a mix of like modern and traditional elements. It's got wide streets and tall, but unimposing buildings uh, that are kind of like adobe type buildings. And they have like cool multicolored, like neonish designs pressed into the sides of them. And uh, you would imagine, you know, that uh, they look like they probably glow much like your braids do. And, and the city is probably something really to be seen at night, you know, um, a city of lights to coin a term. And uh, uh, which I, I don't think there is one already. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and just crowds of crystal people just dart around in the streets, you know, you know, kind of like like any old city you'd, you'd know from Earth. It's, you know, or, you know, you don't know from Earth, but we would know from Earth. Um, and, uh, you know, darting their way through like kind of cool futuristic cars. And uh, um, you can see the whole place is circled by this wall. And at the top of the wall, there is this like kind of giant monorail typed train that's totally silent and kind of shaped like a big, long bullet. And uh, it just kind of zips, you know, around very, very quickly. And, uh, you know, it's a city. And uh, as, as you're looking around, um, Rika, you get like, a, you know, let's say you've got sort of like a, like a phone or like a pager, you know, and it kind of goes off. And uh, it is uh, it is a message uh, we will say uh, from your friend uh, Mikkel. Mikkel. Oh, I completely forgot. I was supposed to meet him now. Would you show us some plants? Plants. Correct. Right. Um, there's a lot going on with this planet where our uh, plant life isn't necessarily, let's say, up to par with uh, some other planet's lush life. We're practically desert-like here now. This 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 whole thing that that's happened with uh with our native plant life, um, and I'm not really much of one for smelling, you know, the smelling the flora and the fauna. It's not really my thing you know maybe maybe you should come with me to to meet my friend uh mickle he knows just about everything about everything he's you know one of those sciencey types you oh, seem like yes. a sciencey type that would be delightful 
It is my prime directive to acquire knowledge about plants. It is why I am a keeper. Keeper? Huh. Correct. I don't believe I've ever heard of that species before. We have not been here in some time. I do recall the last time there was much more data available than what I have discerned. I would love to learn more about this. D drought? Right. No, well, you know, more than likely, I, I think we, we probably did a really good job of messing up this planet. I think that's what you're going to end up finding out. But to each their own. Yeah, come with me to meet Mikkel. I'm, I'm sure he'll fill your, your head with all sorts of facts of what we did wrong. That would be lovely. Yeah, and uh, uh, Rika leads you through the streets uh, to a tall tower. And Rika, yeah, that's exactly right. It's like you have heard of plenty of, you know, alien species. Um, let's say that, uh, you know, Azatora is not exactly like an intergalactic travel hub, but alien life is not unknown here. So, but yes, you have never heard of the Keeper species. So, you know, Ulez is, you know, a little strange to you too. Uh, and... Uh, uh, you make your way to uh, Mikkel's uh, workshop, which is located in a uh, tall building, and um, Rika has a key and uh, lets the two of you in. And the workshop is, uh, you know, it is your typical mad science lab. It kind of looks like a cross between a set from Frankenstein and like Doc Brown's like workshop from the beginning of Back to the Future or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and inside there is, well, uh, why don't you describe yourself, Mikkel? Yeah, okay. Um, I am also, uh, like like Rika, a crystalline humanoid. Uh, but I am uh, notably old, uh, kind of hunched over with a long crystalline beard. Basically, all of the color in my, in my body has, has gone kind of gray and clear. I am now... Like chipping and crumbling and kind of rounded at the edges in a lot of places, I've been worn away, you know, uh, very old and clearly um, kind of very distractible, like it's zipping around into lots of places all at the same time. So very busy body ish. Yeah, when, when they walk in, uh, uh, Rika goes over to Mikkel is like, is it a hugging day? Oh, Hello, abs uh, absolutely. Today is, yes, today is a hugging day. Today is a very good day. And okay. he kind of like straightens his back and like goes, oh. Rika like picks him up and is like, oh. <laughs> we hear a crack or two. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, so good to see you, Rika. And your friend, hello. Oh, hello, we greet you. Uh, yes, this this is uh, Ulez. They just recently came to the planet and are asking about plant life. And I was like, huh. oh, plants. Right. Right. Yes. So we came to see you. Well, Correct. you've you've come to the right place because I can tell you um, there is not a lot of plant life here in Asitora. Um, oh. It's all dying. Oh, okay. Why? That's a great question. 
partially uh, a natural occurrence. The, the climate is getting hotter and uh, plants are dying because they cannot hold on to the water. Uh, there's an energy crisis that uh, they are not getting fed quite well enough. Uh, but also some of it is made by our own people that we have basically slowly been destroying the environment for many years. And um, those things all combined has made it a very desolate place uh, that will continue to get worse. In fact, in fact, this is why I called you. You have to see this. Rika, come. Ooh, let's come join us. It, it, oh, it yes. will be interesting for you to learn. Everyone should want to know these things. Um, mm -hmm. As you can see here, or from outside, <laughs> the planet is dying. But that is not the natural end of things. Um, and one of the kind of beauties of our wonderful brains is that we can come up with these solutions for this. So um, I, I, well, I show you, I show you what I do. Um, and I start scrambling around and trying to find uh, something under the piles of junk and uh, pull out a, a pot of uh, just dirt. Yeah. Mikkel is an amazing scientific brain and has been teaching me uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things. So, I mean, this is, this is what he lives for. You're in a good spot. And yes. then uh, uh, Rika just kind of like pops her neck a little and cracks her knuckles. Dirt is very exciting. Do you know the bacteria that dirt holds and the life that exists in it? May I analyze this dirt? Yes. May we uh, analyze? You may. Here, let's actually, this is very good. You hold this. And Rika, um, as a wonderful apprentice that you have been, uh, I need you to help me find something. My eyes are not so good anymore. Uh, I need to find a small. Uh, it looks like a like a like a like a ray gun, a small pistol, uh, with a kind of antennae on the on the front. If you can find that with me, that would be great, uh, because I can't see it for the life of me. I don't know where I put it. Not even a worry. Uh, and Rika starts. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you you have been sort of working with Mickle for so long. You know, it's like security officer by day, kind of science student by night. You know this lab probably better than he does, and you start digging around, uh, and you eventually find this kind of small device that kind of yeah, it looks like like a ray gun with like a radar dish on the end of it. Do you need me to shoot something? I can shoot something. Oh yes, if you could. Actually, that would be amazing. These hands, you know, they're not so not so steady anymore. We don't want to accidentally hit your friend. Uh, okay, Ulez, can you do me a favor? Oh, yes. Uh, ho hold the, the, the dirt out away from your body, if you could. Okay. Okay. And Rika, if you could uh, aim the, the pistol at the dirt and... Um, I got you. <laughs> she fires. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you fire, and uh, the, there's this kind of like uh, golden ray that shoots out of the end of the gun, and it hits the dirt. And as soon as it hits the dirt, plants begin to kind of sprout out of it. Oh not, my, you know, this is beautiful. Yeah, it's like not huge, but it's like sprouts. Oh, it's made life. Well, I transferred life. It was an energy issue, you see. It could be, it used to be here. It could be here again. There's only so much energy in the universe. It's finite. I just had to focus it, you know. Um, so what do you think? So what you're saying then, Doc, 
is that you, within this gun, you compartmentalize and focused life energy to be able to make dormant seeds and dirt then spontaneously grow. And, and then uh, Rekka like, <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm going to be very, very happy to hand all of this off to you one day. It will be very nice to not have to worry about all this and know that you're taking care of it. Don't act like you're going anywhere anytime soon, Doc. As far as I'm concerned, you're going to be here until you decide to leave. And no <laughs> one, no one would dare touch you. Oh, well, not with you around, at least. <laughs> uh, okay, so the gun works. Ulez, Rika, come take a look at this. Okay, come, come, come. And I kind of lead you over to a, um, to a map I have on this wall here. And uh, and it's a map of, of Azatora of the of the planet and most you know generally the kind of area within a few hundred miles of, of around us. Um, and I kind of point at this one spot that I've got circled. So this this here this spot is the uh, the Eulorus Caldera, and uh, it's it's basically the only place. Ulis, <laughs> you take a note of this. Oh, uh, it, yes. It's the only place where any of the real living plant life, any of the flora on this planet can still be found. Oh, may we go there? Exactly. We're going to take the little energy siphon there, the little life gun, and we're going to go take the energy in the caldera and we will distribute it around the planet bit by bit. And so... If we can do that, you may have quite a lot more to study than, than just grasslands and dead dirt. We have an objection. Oh, okay. We are concerned about the transfer of life from one place to another because based on what uh, uh, Ricky has, or mm, mm, what is right. your name? Ricka. Ricka, I was so close. We were so close. Uh, based on what Ricka has stated, that your planet no longer sustains these kind of plant life. So by removing it from one place and bringing it to another, you are simply bringing it to expire. It will turn to dust in no time. Where, where is the water? Where is the sustenance? The earth itself must be ready to be able to handle these plants. And if you do not prime the land, then they cannot survive. That is a wildly astute observation. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, no, thank you. Um, well, here's the kind of basic breakdown, and I, I won't make it overly complicated because I do want to tell you right now we are on a timetable, but I'll explain that in a moment. The reason that it works is because the Raygon actually doesn't create a plant. What it does is it creates the uh, ability for life to grow and accelerates that process. So it takes the energy and puts it into the earth itself right? The earth becomes a life-giving uh, entity in a way. So it's not plant shooter, it's a life creator. Uh, it's an energy transferal. So it goes into the dirt, the dirt creates the life, the life comes up a green, you study it, and, uh, and I uh, finally can complete my life's work. <laughs> I think I get what you mean, Doc, where it's we have to do it a little bit at a time so that then the energy can replenish itself at the source as we keep on spreading it around the different places of the planet. Essentially, yes. 
the only downside here is all of my studies, the studies we've been doing, show that the caldera is becoming seismically active and will likely destroy itself in fairly short order. So we're going to have to go do this very quickly. It won't be about the caldera bringing itself back, but about us transferring what is there somewhere else that is safer and then using that process to expand. That sounds beautiful. It sounds dangerous. Let's do it. Great. Ulez, <laughs> would you like to join us? Oh, yes, please. I was going to go along even if I did not receive the invitation. So we thank you for that. Absolutely. And I appreciate your um, go-getter attitude. <laughs> well, this is very exciting for us. We arrived here due to the knowledge that we have not been able to study much of the plant life in a very long time. And now we understand the consequences. And to be able to be a part of the revitalization of this planet's life system. Oh, wow. Back home, everybody would think we are very cool. <laughs> All right, I do I do want to be completely upfront and blunt with you, uh, Ulez. This won't be easy. This isn't necessarily uh, a planet that's just filled with happy, happy, fun playtimes. There's dangerous animals out there, dangerous people. It is a dangerous and unstable environment. It's going to ask everything from you to do this. We have not faced much danger. We will process that as we deal with it. It can be mitigated. There are, danger is, is a relative thing. Uh, and I start um, just, I grab like a, like a duffel bag or something, you know, a backpack and just start jamming all sorts of weird little bits and bobs and pieces of technology and, and you know, God knows what, just tons of stuff into this bag. Everything that I'm, I'm putting in here, you know, it's all da danger mitigation. I've been planning for this, you know, this is, <laughs> I mean, Rick has been planning for this. I've been hoping that uh, this is enough for me. Uh, as uh, uh, Mikkel is doing that, uh, uh, Rika like goes over to, to Ulez uh, and, and, does, and does one claw out that she's uh, tapping against her chin. I know we just met. I just want you to know, I, I'm not a trusting person, but you give off a really good vibe. If I'm wrong and something happens to Mickle, I won't be nice about it. You would blame me for the faults of Mickle? Oh, no, 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 Mickle, Mickle would do it himself. That's. That's a Mickle thing. I'm just saying, let's just keep it cool. I oh, yes. used to be, I used to be really bad. I came from some dark places, let's say, and spending this time with Mickle has made me better. It's, it's important to want more for yourself. And he helped me discover that. So I'm a bit protective, let's say. We can understand some of that. We have understood the desire to want something for oneself. We are unfamiliar, much as we are unfamiliar with danger, but we respect this and we will do what we can to respect your wishes. Uh, Rika's claw goes back in. She's like, oh, this is gonna be fun. 
Um, oh, great. I got to say something. Oh, sir. Um, yeah. Oh, no. Unless you wanted to go, Max. Honestly, it's like I feel like there's really nothing. There's not much for me to do here. I might just head out for the rest of the night if y'all want to take it from here. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, you're killing it. This is great. Um, so, yeah, I, I assume... You know, from there, you all head out. And we're going to say that, uh, Mikkel, you, you've got kind of like this uh, cool, like, off-roader. Um, oh, all right. That you all are going to uh, start the trip in. Uh, so I need to know first, who's going to drive? I assume not Ulez, because you probably don't know how to drive this alien vehicle. But between the two of you. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Very so blind. <laughs> Ricka, Ricka will drive. Ricka, your driving uh, is your coordination um, and uh, do, do, where is where did I make the thing for the off-roader? Okay, so uh, make a test of the coordination limited by the vehicle handling ability. So the handling ability is five, your coordination is four. Okay, so do me a favor, roll a d6 and add four to it. Okay, uh, all right, so I rolled a four, so adding four, so that's an eight plus okay. four. Yeah, okay, so um, you are... Yeah, you, you start out into the grasslands, and uh, um, it is, you know, there are at first getting away from the city, there are at first some some paths, and then those paths kind of become like more like rocky dirt roads, and then the dirt roads kind of run out, and you're just kind of driving over now, just, you know, just land, you know, there's, that's it. It's just like cutting through the grass, you know, it's like bouncing off of rocks. So it, it gets a little bit bumpier. Um, and uh, there's another thing that uh, you, well, actually, let me see if you know. Do me a favor, uh, Mikkel and uh, Ricka, both give me an intellect test and let me know what you get. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, 13. Ooh. I got a nine. Okay. Okay, um, so at 13, um, Mikkel, you definitely know enough to know that this far out into the grasslands, there is another problem, something that is a little bit worse than even wild animals and bandits. See, back in the day, there was a war, and this ground was seeded with landmines, and some of them were left unexploded. So occasionally when you are someone is driving through this area, they hit what they think is a bumper road or a rock and they get blown to, as they say in Looney Tunes cartoons, smithereenies. Um, and uh, so we're going to say, um, you, you said you got a nine. That is probably enough to spot uh, that you are kind of, as you are coming along, you quickly spot a couple of bumps in the road. And I'm going to assume Mikkel has brought you up to date on the landscape. So do me uh, a favor and yeah. Can I uh, roll to to start pulling, getting a gadget ready? Oh yeah, absolutely. What what do you want a gadget? That what does it do? A force field. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, hang on. Do do do. Your gadget power. Uh, make sure I'm doing this right. Um, do do do. Hang on. Take a page of preparation, choose a power you wish to duplicate, make an intellect test, including any appropriate specialty, and your specialties are science and technology. 
Um, force field. Yeah. And I don't really know that they apply that to, to a force field thing. But how, just, how about how about to sweeten the pot and sweeten the danger? Uh, I have Rika hit a ramp so that the vehicle <laughs> leaves the ground. So then the force field would have, that's like the only way the force field could then go around the entire. Oh, to like vehicle. give us some clearance to have it run under? Okay. Um, okay, hang on. Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. Um, Mikkel, uh, success gives you the gadget ability to duplicate the power for that chapter. Failure means you must make a determined effort to try again. You don't have any determination right now. Um, so you, you can spend a point of determination to produce a gadget automatically. If you have determination, you do not at this moment. Yeah. So make an intellect test. Yeah, I rolled a nine uh, in total, obviously. Against the desired power level as the difficulty. So you would want a force oh. field. And uh, let's see, a force field, we're going to say, why don't you make it against level five? So you, you said you got a nine? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so you are now going to try and leap the car <laughs> as he's turning on the force field gadget. Um, okay. Uh, that will be a coordination test. Uh, and uh, I'm going to say that there is like, just, just because I love this idea, um, that there is like an old kind of petrified like giant tree that is kind of just laying up there and kind of since it's broken on one end and half sunk into the ground it sort of almost actually forms a little bit of a ramp and you can kind of tell that if you can get enough speed and just land do this exactly right you can probably leap over those two bumps uh, and if you don't do it exactly right you're going to fall off the end of the petrified uh, ramp directly onto the mines so Give me a coordination roll. Uh, and what are your specialties? Your specialties are martial arts and stealth. Okay, no, they don't apply. So yeah, just give me coordination. Yeah, unless the mar martial arts are like quick reflexes. Or yeah, they, they're, they're not that malleable. We, we try and keep them pretty narrow uh, or, or, or else they, they all apply to everything. Totally understand. Uh, uh, Rekka, you know, uh, presses down on the on the pedal uh, and then just before hitting this petrified tree goes hold on to your shards and ah six so six plus my coordination is a four that's like literally the high a ten. Of two, a yeah. ten. yeah so you know what you you pull that off brilliantly it's like you go right up there and even though this petrified tree is pretty narrow you manage to stay balanced on it and just zip like over the mines and it's like just as he is turning on the force field now when you put on that force field, you actually rolled the same thing I did. So it is sort of to my discretion to decide if it works or not. And, and I'm going to say it kind of just barely works. So you get the force field on, but it hasn't quite covered everything yet. So when the car comes landing down on the other side, one of the front tires pops and you kind of skid out a little bit. But you missed the landmines completely. Uh so yeah, you are now the three of you sitting uh, in 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 the off roader um, with a popped tire. That was an alarming form of transportation. Yeah, uh, I need to do this again, but with my two wheeler because that was boss. I loved it. 
next uh, next time just you know i'll give you the force field ahead of time so that we don't have to do such a awesomely death-defying stunt uh ricka kicks the the door open ah where's the fun in that we're fine uh, and gets out to look at the tire and, and hopefully check to see if they have a spare yeah, you got a spare. I'll say that uh, Mikkel is uh, smart enough to at least have one spare. Um, but the tires are sort of too thick and elaborate to be patched. So if you screw up one of the other tires or, the, or, or destroy the spare, then you'll be in trouble. Um, Ricka, do me a favor, make a coordination roll and see how fast you get the tire changed on. Okay. And, oh, today is the day of sixes. Hey. What? Uh, apparently, uh, Rika's really good with vehicles. That's good to know. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's like you're you're you're, you're both you know sort of scientist and uh, you know security officer, so you probably got a lot of practical skills like that. Um, and yeah, you go to work and you are changing the tire there. Um, and you know, you can you can see though you're looking, got your eye on those landmines that you just missed, and you know, and then you're getting it done. It's all going very fast when that super hearing you got kind of kicks in and you can hear some footsteps somewhere behind you. Oh, we got company. Another one of your friends? No, hopefully not. These footsteps sound different. And I don't really think that we want to run into anybody while we're out here. Do you have a uh, Ulas? Do you have any weapons on you? Any oh, kind no. of defensive prop? N- nothing. Absolutely not. No, nope, we are not violent. My people only study. We are keepers, keepers of knowledge. How do you keep yourself alive? <laughs> <laughs> we we simply do. Wow. Huh. That's kind of beautiful, actually. Ah, oh, we thank you. Uh, I will try and climb out of. So I bet you we've got like this, like uh, like sand dune buggy kind of thing, uh, where it's got like the two doors in the front. Um, so Ula is entirely unfamiliar with this. Like they have to like heave themselves over the side and like scrabble a little bit until like their little feet can touch the ground, uh, and they're finally out and they kind of like brush themselves off. Like ah, okay, we will wait for your not allies. Okay, uh, Ulez, maybe come over here where I am and see how to change a tire. This is good information to know. Oh, yes, I would love to, we would love to learn this. Uh, yes, I'm going to, um, hide. <laughs> uh, do me a favor, make a coordination roll. Coordination doubles is stealth. Okay, coordination eight in total okay um i'm gonna say you you kind of duck down in some nearby tall grass and you are you know pretty convincingly you know if no if somebody wasn't looking for you they might not necessarily see you there um which might be good because as ulez is watching rika change the tire uh, from behind them in uh you know it's like uh again you know sort of surrounded by this tall grass Two figures pop up, two crystalline men, um, one blue, one pink. And uh, they kind of look up at you and they're just like, freeze! And they're both kind of holding rifles. Mm. Nobody move, nobody move. 
Uh, Rika stands up, uh, blocking uh, Ula's uh, with with her body. I could practically smell you the entire time you were walking over. But this isn't the day. The blue one looks at the pink one's like, oh, damn it, it's a security officer. And it's like, the other the pink one's just sort of like, I don't care. We've got a rifle on her. Give us what you got in your pockets. We'll be taking that Jeep, too. Oh, it, the tire is no longer functional. Uh, Rika grabs a hold of the uh, the the uh, the flat tire, you know, the one that, yeah, is like, you don't want to do this. Not today. Not right now. Not ever. And, this uh, is the bad idea of bad ideas. And the pink one's just like, uh, looks like we got a hero. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, everybody roll initiative, which is your coordination. Uh, does my quality of I'm afraid of nothing come into <laughs> into play at all here? Um, I don't. I don't know. Think you can add qualities to to uh, initiative roles, but okay. uh, you know, once you start actually attacking, yeah, that'll that'll pretty much any attack that'll that'll add to. Holy crap! Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to have to uh, burn a candle for a deity because that was like my third six in a row. Oh no, it's <laughs> downhill from there. I know, right? Don't I can't, say I can't it. roll. <laughs> I gotta retire both of these dice now. Uh, what'd you get, Nickel? Uh, uh, seven. Seven. And what did you get, Ulez? Eight. Eight. Wow. Uh, so the way this worked out, Ulez will go first, then Mikkel, then Rika, and uh, oh, I got a then... ten in total. Oh, you got, got a ten a, in total. I got okay. a six plus my coordination, which is a four. I'm grateful that you're going first because whenever I go first in combat, ugh. <laughs> okay, so then it goes Rika, then Ulez, then Mikkel, and then the bandits. Um, so, Rika, it is your attack. The bandit kind of you can you can see he's got an itchy trigger finger. You got the feeling something's about to go down here. What do you do? I'm going to whip that. Uh, uh, tire like at uh, them within the line of fire because uh, I'm gonna whip it at them towards their rifles because my my movement's gonna be like me dashing towards to get into melee range. All right, the dash is like a free move. You can only attack one person at a time, but make a prowess roll, and you can add any applicable bonuses. Which for you, uh, what are your bonuses? Um, martial arts you can add. Okay, so um, I'll I'll do it at the one that's like, oh, I'm not afraid. Uh, I'll I'll whip the tire at them. Are you okay? Here's the thing, though. You okay. don't have determination yet, so the only thing available is the point of community determination. Do you want to burn that now? Uh, is that okay with the community? Do it up. Do it up. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. All right, community determination burned. That gives you plus two on your roll. Uh, with your martial arts, that's total plus four. So um, roll a d6 on your prowess, which okay. is a seven. <laughs> there we go. There it is. So I got a one. Um, so that's eight plus the four. 
So that's 12. Okay. That's yeah. Still pretty good. Um, okay. Yeah. So this there. guy will try and dodge the tire, but no, he only got a seven. So that is a major success. Um, and that tire goes just flying at this guy. Not only does it hit his gun, but it crashes into him behind it. We're going to say the tire on uh, the benchmark table is like, yeah, we're going to say it's probably a tire. It's probably like somewhere between a three and a four. We'll say it's three to do. So that you take, okay. So yeah, you do three damage to that bandit. Um, boom. Okay, Ulez, what do you want to do? They are going to look over at the two very colorful crystal bandits. Uh, you have asked that we not move and yet, and then they're going to look over at Rika. Why are we moving? And Rick is like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, oh no. Uh, you are honest but naive. I am giving you a point of determination uh, for blowing your chance to attack. Um, and that brings us to Mickle. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I had forgotten. I was hiding here. Um, I guess I have my bag full of gadgets. Um, I don't have any time. I'm just going to um, sneak up and hit one of them in the head with the heavy bag of gadgets. Oh, okay. I don't have enough time to find what I need. I, I feel very flustered. Yeah, okay. A heavy shack is uh, three on the benchmark table. So do me a favor, make a prowess roll. Well, you're going to sneak up behind him. Okay, first make a coordination roll. Hey, all right. This die is also... Pretty cool, but I'm not going to talk about what numbers it's rolling. They're just good. Uh, nine. <laughs> okay. You successfully kind of tiptoe up behind this guy. Like I said, you were hidden in the grass, doesn't even know to look for you, and uh, comes up very quiet. You come up very quietly behind him. You raise your sack and now make a prowess roll. Oh, damn. Okay, that yeah, you're going to get him. Oh, great. Uh, I got six, one. Six, uh, in six in total. Six in total. That'll still get the job done. Um, that is a moderate success. So, yeah, you crash that down on his head. Uh, was it the same one that uh, Rika had hit or the other one? Um, did, did only one of them have a gun or do they both have guns? They both have guns. Um, Rika, Rika knocked the gun out of the first one's hand and then did some damage to him. The other one has been untouched so far. I'll do it to the one who's been disarmed. That seems like the like, like we'll tag team one guy. Okay, so do Okay, um, and that brings up the bandits. Um, so first, the bandit who you have hit twice and has lost his gun. Um, he is going to attack. Uh... He's going to attack Mickle. So Mickle's like, as you hit him, he kind of turns around and throws a punch at you. Oh no. Um, now you roll coordination if you want to dodge it, and you roll strength if you want to try and like take the hit and like absorb it, you know. Oh, uh, I dodge it for sure. Uh, okay, so coordination. Six in total. Uh, I don't want this dice. Okay, so he also got a six in total. So basically what I'm going to say is that, like, he kind of, you know, he connects with you, but, like, you know, you step out of the way just enough so that it just kind of, like, grazes off the side of your, you know, your face and, and does no damage. You, you don't even feel it. It was close, but 
no, no, no real hit. Um, and now the second one is going to attack Ricka. Um, he, uh, he, since you have closed the distance and you are basically standing right there because you, 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 you know, you, you threw the tire and you, you walked right towards him, right? That's what you said. You used your movement to close. I'm in. like, yeah, I'm, I, I, I would have done rushing on my next turn. So as fast as I can move towards him is how fast I'm going. Right. Okay. So you're, you're, you're coming at him and like, you know, he, uh, kind of, he kind of gets back and tries to like clothesline you as you're like coming in. So again, coordination if you want to try and dodge, or uh, strength if you want to try and take the hit. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the hit, okay. um, because uh, I've got armor that has damage resistance, and then also my strength is higher than my coordination. Yeah, no, that all makes sense. Uh, that's right. You have armor that's uh, I think negative two to your uh, damage resistance. Yeah. Right. So whatever damage you get, I'll take two off of. So how do you do? Oh. Yeah, let me roll that. <laughs> uh, four plus the seven. Uh, well, for, for my armor, it says like plus two damage resistance. Oh, uh, that's, uh, that, that's only if it gets damaged. Uh, you, okay. you have to be damaged before that kicks in. Okay. So you got 11. So I got a 11, 11 on my strength. Um, does my martial arts come into play with that? Uh, yeah, this is like a melee kind of action. So yeah, so that brings okay. you to 13. 13. Okay, yeah, so no problem. You managed to dodge that, this sort of clumsy guy. Yeah, you know, I, just, he goes to clothesline, he just goes like right over your head, you know. Can um, it, well, I'm not dodging, I'm taking the hit. Can it? Oh, yeah, that's right, you were taking the hit, but like yeah, you- Can it you, be you, that he, he does that and then Rekka like looks down at his arm, grabs his wrist and then like stares him in the face like, Rrr. Yeah, absolutely. It happens exactly like that, and he's kind of backs off, and he's a little bit, you know, spooked out uh, as 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 he realizes that you just kind of took his best hits, and you know, instead of uh, it, 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 instead of getting hurt, you you seem to have gotten um, more formidable. Uh, so yeah, that you 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 are not damaged at all, and uh, that brings us back to Rika at the top of the order. Also, I am told. We have unlocked the second tier. So Ulez's dream coming to you at the beginning of part, at the beginning of the second half. Um, and we just have the one tier left, the after credits lore drop. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, so yeah, Rika, to you. Okay. So uh, yeah, these are these are crystal creatures, you know, and everything like that. So uh, Rika's going to do like what you do with hail, uh, bales of hay with a pitchfork. So she's going to to pop claws uh, and then do that like right, like underneath between his legs, like underneath between his legs to then like bail of hay him over into a field. Oh, I don't like this game anymore. Yeah. Over uh, into yeah. the minefield, do you say? Over into the landmines, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my God! Okay, <laughs> is this not that kind of game? game? Is this yeah, the kind of it, game? Yeah. Let me know now. <laughs> it's whatever kind of game you want it to be. Um, it's you know, uh, I yeah, wow, no, I because I'm thinking it. old old school Marvel comics. <laughs> May, give me a prowess roll. You can add your martial arts to it. Okay. Uh, prowess is seven plus <laughs> six. Seven plus six plus two. Eight, uh, that's what 15 altogether. 
Uh, yes, that is 15, which is enough to get the job done. Um, there, so, there's a little ooh that happens um, in the comic frame. Yeah, no, in and the panel. Gonna, yeah, I, I love that. And and what I'm going to say is, yeah, you, 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 you exactly like you say. You just kind of pop the claws and hit up and like you know, using your incredible strength, you kind of push him up and lift him on, you know, up, up into the air. He goes flying on the landmines. But, Ricka, that was kind of a gutsy move. You're not afraid of anything. Or, or you know, you're afraid of nothing. Uh, and I'm going to say that in this case, it operates as a trouble against you because you're pretty close to that landmine when you throw this guy on it. So he goes and he hits the mine and it explodes. And he is blown to pieces and you are knocked back, like I'd say a good like 10 or 12 feet and just right onto your back. Uh, and I'm going to say that, let's see, you take, uh, you're going to take three damage for that. So your stamina is now down to nine. Uh, well, two of those damage are taken up by my armor. So Oh, you are correct. One. So you are down to 11. Good. See, yeah. see, so, somebody who remembers something. Ah, this is... And I, I, I want to say that Rika uh, is giggling to herself on the ground because also her quality pain makes her stronger. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but what that does is that gets you one point of determination now uh, for use in the future. Um, so, yeah, um, that uh, that completely eliminates that guy. Oh, I should have asked. Did you hit the guy who you hit before? The one who you know. Um, the one who you had already attacked that had dropped the gun, or you hit the guy who had his gun still? Um, I I hit the other one. Yeah, uh, okay. not not the one that I had hit before. Uh, the one that had a gun trained. That's the one that I scooped up and tossed onto the landmines. All right, so that that bandit is finito. Um, so that brings us to Ulez Galley. Um, can I spend this time to change the tire? <laughs> yeah, you can spend the time changing okay. the tire. Um, what do you want for that? You know, it, you already have max determination for this game, you know, <laughs> right now. So it's like you, you can't really get a point of determination for it. But just, yeah, like as this fight's going on, you see Ulez just kind of wander off. And, you know, based on the few few moments they watched Ricka changing the tire, they decide to take a crack at it. They just get to work. And uh, that brings up Nickel. Uh, okay. Um, well, I've, I've hit the guy over the head with the bag, which makes me feel that I've probably dropped the bag. So it's just these, which aren't worth much. Um, I guess I'll take a swing at him, but I'd like to invoke Olden Gray as a trouble against myself, um, to make this even harder. Uh, All right, come on. Here we go. Yeah, invoking Olden Gray, I'm going to say you kind of pick the bag up, and it's just like this time, you know, doing it twice in a row, it's a little weak, and, you know, <laughs> you just kind of, yeah, you totter back and kind of can't really get it over to, you know, swing, and it's just, you know, it is a complete miss, uh, yeah. and the bandit comes, and he is going to, let's see, we say Ulez has now recessed to the Jeep, so between Ricka and Mikkel, He's going to, oh, Morrod is going to attack Ricka. Um, and, now you'd think out of this group, that'd be the last person you'd want to start with, but the red die have spoken. So um, 
Rekka, uh, this bandit uh, who is now disarmed takes a swing at you. Uh, this is prowess for him and for you, depending on whether you want to dodge or take it. You know, you, you roll. I'll take it. All right, so then you're rolling your strength. Yeah. Okay, I got a four plus my uh, my strength is seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven plus my two in martial arts. You don't even oh, have to go any further. Yeah, you easily easily take that. So this is like one of those like you know he's a little weak from from you know he's been hit twice already and he kind of this is one of those like he and it just like hits you and like just nothing. Just grab it. <laughs> oh yeah, if you want, yeah, you like yeah. grab the fist and you're like holding it. Grab the fist. Looks and, looks and, at him and is like. Hur. And it's your turn to attack, funny enough. Uh, we're going to do another scoop and throw into the landmines. Oh, God. Um, all right. So make a prowess roll. Oh, no. Okay. I got a three on that one. Seven plus three is 10. Martial arts, uh, 11, 12. Well, I got a one on that one. Uh, so that is, um, that's a massive success, which means that basically it's like just uh, even just hitting him, you have finished this guy off. Um, and uh, if you want, just for just, just to show, you know, anyone who might be watching how tough you are, you scoop him up and yeah, like knock him onto the landmines. And he is also just like blown away. Uh, I'm going to say this time, uh, you you know, having having been hit by the blast last time, this time you kind of step step back enough so that it doesn't hit you. Um, well, that's one way to clear our way going back. I replaced the tire. Wow. Oh, good job. Uh, it is sitting Whoa. on the right spot. We weren't sure what goes where, though. Um, nor are we familiar with your tools, but we have tried. Uh, Ula, make an intellect roll. <laughs> uh, you can add... You can add technology to this. Oh which gosh, is only cool. one right now, because Rest you're way it. back. You're, you're ancient Ula's now. That's okay. Eleven. 11, yeah, okay. So, yes, it's a, is a fast learner, you know. I mean, artificial intelligence, you know, big brain. Uh, they very easily got that thing on just even after only watching you for, you know, a minute or so. They, they figured the whole thing out. And the tire is on. And, uh, yeah, the three of you get back into the off-roader and uh, continue on your way. Um, and, uh, yeah, you got a few minutes to talk. Anything uh, anything you all want to talk, talk about? Do your people often shout and threaten you? Well, you know, um, those those people looked like us, but they weren't our people. You know, uh, I, I don't know how it is with the keepers, but there are some people that are on your side and then there's others that aren't. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell who's who because it doesn't help to tell by looking at someone. You can't tell who's on your side just by looking at them. That's ridiculous. No one does that. No, we usually uh, judge a person by their character and how willing they are to come with you on a death-defying mission to save the world. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty standard. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. That does uh, answer the question that I had. Yeah, yeah, you you always you always want to be more with uh, people that are going to help you better yourself. Hmm. And 
your acts of extreme violence are not condemned here? Oh, well, they started it. So, I mean, if they're going to start it, someone got to finish it, right? Um, and then, like, Ricka holds up a holds up a hand for Mikkel. He's driving. <laughs> yeah. Hi- high five. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and as the off-roader kind of zips into the grasslands, eventually the kind of grass dies out and it really just changes into a wide, flat desert. And uh, you keep just driving in straight and it's, you know, it is a long ass way to the Lars Caldera and you're driving through this desert for quite a while. And Ulez, this whole time, you don't see a blade of grass, not a flower, not a tree. It's just kind of rocks, mountains in the distance, you know, clouds in the sky. and uh, eventually, you start to see on the horizon, it looks like the land is going to end. And the car speeds forward, and eventually, Ricka slows the car, and you find yourself looking out over a vast canyon. And when I say vast, um, I mean, you know, this is like Azatora's version of the Grand Canyon. It's just huge and spectacular. And the rocks, you see, you know, like, as you look out into the canyon walls, the rocks, you can see the geological layers in them, you know, and and the layers of rock are, are different colors, very distinct, sharp, different colors. So like kind of like rainbow stripes, these big, wide, tall stripes that just like kind of run up and down the rocks. Now, Ricka, Mikkel, you've seen this before, um, but Ulez, you know, to you, this is, you know. Spectacular. Yeah. And, uh, you can tell there is no place for the car to drive. And uh, the three of you get out. And um, I'm going to say, you know, to, you know, uh, Mikkel explains to you that this this canyon, uh, uh, which is uh, known as the Zostri Canyon, canyon um, it is very beautiful and it is very dangerous like everything else out here on outside the walls. Uh, it is filled with snakes and scorpions, and there is no shade down there, so it can get crazy hot out in the sun. Um, there are, there the paths through this thing are very narrow and run along some very, very steep ledges. But you are going to have to cross through here to get where you're going. Um, two, two quick things, if, if I yeah. could. Uh, one, I'd like to take the force field device off of the car. Okay. And um, I guess I'll attack. Uh, Ula, is, um, oh. it's become uh, sort of apparent to me that you aren't really all that helpful in a fight. I mean, I am useless almost, but you are truly incapable. Uh, this will at least keep you alive. Uh, would you, would you mind? Oh, yes, please. And I'll just kind of like poke at it and just plunk it on their head. Oh, wow. And be like, 
all you if you just uh, you just turn it on and you've got the force field there. It, because okay. okay. I think the gadgets work by I pull out devices that create those things. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, it's only supposed to let me duplicate that power for a chapter, but I kind of like this. So we're going to say oh. since you're giving it off to Ulez for defensive purposes, you know, it, it can stick. Um, Ulez, yeah. the way this works, the force field surrounds you in a person, like as a personal like energy barrier, so it only protects you. Okay. Um, and it gives you damage resistance equal to its power level as long as you are concentrating on using it. So I think we said it was level five is what he had rolled for. So that will give you negative five off of any damage. It's pretty powerful actually. Oh my word, yeah. But you've got to be concentrating. So if something falls on your head and you don't see it coming or if you're hit from behind or if you are just otherwise distracted, doesn't work. Only works when you are basically being like force field on and holding it <laughs> and holding concentration. Okay, deal. Um, Additionally, whenever an attack, uh, whenever an attacker must touch you for a power to take effect, you can resist with the force field. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know for now. So, uh, I'm gonna say the three of you start down into the canyon. Uh, let's say you know you've got a supply of water uh, that you know you kept in the in, in the jeep uh, in the off roader. And uh, you start down a very narrow path uh, that starts leading into the canyon. Um, and, you know, it's a hike. It's tough. You got to walk single file. The path is extremely narrow. It's the kind of thing where one false footstep and you can easily just go rolling right down the side. Um, and... Uh, Rico, what level did we say your super hearing was? It's five. Okay. Um, as you're walking, let's say, let's say you're walking for a couple of hours. You've walked down the side of the canyon, and now you're sort of walking along, you know, the middle of one of these canyon walls. You know, it's like you can see canyon above you, canyon, you know, a big steep cliff beneath you. And Rika, Rika, you start to hear, like, and it's hard to describe. It's like a strange noise that almost sounds it's like a little bit like a bowling ball, like, like, like a rolling sound. But at the same time, it's kind of like, like, like it's kind of a little clackety, like, 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 like maybe something with, with an uneven surface is like rolling along somewhere. It doesn't sound like it's coming towards us or... Well, that's the problem. I roll your awareness for you in situations like this. You can hear it, but because okay. of the echoes going around the canyon, you cannot pick out where it's coming from, above you, below you. It's just kind of echoing around. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to put a hand up for the both of them to stop real quick. Um, I want to climb up to get a better view. Like, if we're... You know, I just want to climb up higher to, to look around. Ooh, okay. Um, you were on this very narrow path. Climbing will be tough, but you got those crystal claws. So maybe you can try one of those like Wolverine yeah, things. Yeah, like, that's, exactly, right? that's exactly what I'm thinking. Let's call that a feat of strength. Give me a strength roll. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, wow, I'm, now I'm rolling fours. Uh, seven plus four, that's 11. Does my martial arts go under? Not for this. Um, okay, then it's an 11. Okay. Um, okay, that's pretty close. But okay, so here's how I'm going to do it. You punch into the canyon wall. It's Five. very, yeah, this is super hard rock, but you are just kind of able to do it. And you climb up a little bit higher. Um, now I'm going to let you make your own awareness roll here since you're trying to do it now. Uh, and let me know what you get. Uh, awareness. Okay. All right. Yeah, your awareness is uh, four. Four. Okay, so I got a two. <laughs> that's, a, that's a six. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, e even from this higher point of view, can I use one of my determinations? I've got one. You can. Uh, yeah, you can. You can either you can spend it to add plus two to your roll. Uh, well, let's see. The problem is, is I don't know if either of your qualities would apply here. I'm afraid of nothing. Pain makes me stronger. Neither one of those. Uh, I'm afraid of nothing is so applicable. I'm, climb, I'm climbing up the side of a cliff. Yeah. Well, but you're trying to, are you trying to aid the climbing or are you trying to aid the listening? Ah. Oh, I'm aiding the listening. Okay. Mm. All right. Then never mind. That, that has to be used in a different way later yeah. in our story. So you kind of lean out trying to triangulate the sound. And it's like your climbing roll was like right on the edge there. And it's like, you can't quite pin down where it's coming from. And as you lean out, you kind of lose your grip and you come like sliding down the face of the rock. And you hit Ulez Galley. Oh no. Ulez, you trip uh -huh. over the side of the path and go rolling down the side of the canyon. And we'll find out what happens to you after the 10 minute break. Welcome back. Um, when we last left off, um, uh, Ricka Fisher uh, had climbed up a canyon wall to try and uh, better get a grip on where a weird mysterious uh, sound was coming from but uh, she accidentally kind of lost her balance a little bit while, you know, kind of reaching out to get to, to, to try and hear the sound and uh, fell off the wall and uh, knocked Ulez Galley uh, down a steep canyon uh, incline. Um, and uh, uh, right before we pick up, I should point out, we are just $100 away from this week's lore drop, uh, which I am super excited about. Um, so uh, thank you so much to everybody who has donated. Um, we are we're, we're, we're just close. Um, and uh, yeah, Ulez, you slide down this hill and it's like, it's the kind of hill where it's like, had you known you were going to be going down it, you could possibly have really carefully like slid, you know, on purpose and kind of stayed along on your back and your butt and just made your way down. But because you were knocked off abruptly, you just kind of roll down this mother. And uh, yeah, you you roll all the way down to the bottom and uh, you're falling, you're coming down. And uh, as you hit the bottom, you kind of black out. And as you're blacked out, you have a dream. Your mind kind of wanders. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that dream is like? Yeah. <clears throat> so there is um, <clears throat> my voice. There is a spot that 
all Ulez Gali have in the back of our necks. If you apply the right amount of pressure on the left side of the back neck, we hear a click. This is a gentle sound that we have heard every solar rotation. This is maintenance. This is our upgrade. We grow old and we change. This is the only time that we dream. When we pull our consciousness from our own local servers and become one with everyone, we are Ulez Gali. We remember when we first came to life and the rush of experiences that came before us. When we become, we are made up of the few parts at the start of our life, and we possess the local data of the ones that came before us. All the information that they shared with the Ulez Gali and all of the information that they did not. It was the day of my 21st upgrade. The sun overhead was bright and the yellow and the sky overhead was glimmering. I, we remember this upgrade. It was to be the upgrade that assisted us with our prime directive. All Ulaz Gali received their, received their prime directive upon completion of their education. Some of us attend school to stay on the planet to manage other Ulaz Gali, but most of us attend a school of excellence or perfection to hone our specific talents. We all observe. We keep all the knowledge. We aspire to learn all that there is in the universe. We close our eyes. We shut off our senses, and we wait for the upgrade. At first, all of our senses are muted, and then our hearing returns to us. We hear the rush of blades of grass rubbing up gently against each other, and then our eyes open, and we can see only bright lights. There is a moment of panic, but then we remember this is an upgrade, this is the only time that we dream. We so often forget what it's like to, be, to upgrade our time of growth, our time of change. We, we wait for the rush of memories. Others of us who have shared the exact same prime directive. We all possess the same knowledge. All of our goals are shared. There is meant to be a certain dump of data that we all share, but there is also data that we do not. All of that color fades, and for a moment, we only see darkness. And then we see another keeper, another Ulez Gali. We are not familiar with this Ulez Gali on a physical level. For our minds can interface as easily as another species may breathe. However, the local knowledge is not yet there. This Ulez has a bit of a blue tint to their outer shell. Lots of silver and blue. Their eyes go their eyes glow with a light blue, and we find it a little intimidating. We reach out to them with a hand that we do not possess in this dream world, and we can feel their gaze upon us. Do you wish to access my private storage? They ask, and we nod with a head that we cannot feel, and then we feel. We feel a desire outside of our mere prime directive, an ambition beyond simply helping our people. These feelings feel wrong and injustice. They do not feel like Ulez Gali, but there is such an intensity that we lose some of ourselves in the idea of being able to live, not for us, but for me.
Whoa. Honestly, story time is my favorite part of these episodes. Uh, that's great. I, think I, I love learning more about the Ulez Galley. So, you know, every time and I just, yeah, Ulez's Galley. And just, yeah, it just, I, every time, you know, I, I don't know any of this stuff. It's just like, uh, yeah. And, and Ulez, that, that is what is going through your head. Um, and, uh, Meanwhile, back up at the top of the cliff while that's going on. Um, what are the two of you doing, uh, Ricka and Nickel? Uh, Ricka shouts out, oh, shards! Oh, no, that's a terrible thing. Well, it's okay. We'll come back and get them when our job is done. Um, and can I invoke um, uh, the work always comes first? Uh, yeah, you could invoke the work always comes first. That gives you a point of determination. But I am going to play Ricka's I'm Afraid of Nothing. And Ricka, you're just like, you know, the hell with that. And you freaking charge down that cliff in the path that Ulez fell in a controlled kind of fall. <laughs> Uh, and then to make sure that Nickel doesn't go anywhere, I take the gadget bad bag oh. with me. Oh. Like, we've done this before. Do you, you remember? You, re you remember uh, uh, on the outer outer edges of Reisis? We did this before, and I know not to keep this gadget, ba this gadget bag with you. That wasn't no, my fault. Here. I had to go do a, I, there was important work to be done and there were other things that were distracting us. Me and the gadget bag got the job done if you don't re remember that. Thank goodness I got there in time so you weren't completely beat up by that gang uh, that that gang that you were uh, encroaching on their territory with for your your scientific investigations. Fine, fine. I understand what you're getting at and I take it personally and have fun finding your friend. All right. You stay here. Don't right. move. Obviously, I'm not going anywhere. The bag. Yeah. <laughs> so you're taking down. you're taking Mickle's bag. Mickle, you're waiting at the top of the cliff, or you're going on ahead. Um, I'm. I'm. I think I'm gonna wait. I don't. Uh, without the bag, I don't have the gun. I don't have the ray. I, I, and I'm not. I don't know. I'm. I'm old and gray and a little confused. <laughs> Okay. Um, Ricka, you start making your controlled slide down the hill. It take, it's going to take a lot longer than it just did to Ulez to just fall. So, Ulez, you are at the bottom of the canyon, as low as it gets. And you get to your feet, and you find that this bottom layer of the canyon, remember I said it was all kind of like in colored stripes along the wall? Mm -hmm. This bottom layer of the canyon, the wall is black. And it goes as far in either direction as you can see and reaches up as high as you can back, see back up the mountain. And as you are standing there in front of it, you hear this sound like a rolling. And it's like, again, it's, it's like as if something with an uneven surface is rolling and it's getting louder and louder. And you turn around and you see this ball coming at you. And it's covered in these like sharp, jagged, kind of, they look like pieces of shell. And it rolls towards you and stops right in front of you. And then it slowly begins to roll like around you, like 
like it's kind of checking you out. And then it stops in front of you again. And then it suddenly starts to morph, grow, shape shift. And it grows into this humanoid form. And after a moment, you find yourself looking at something that vaguely looks like a person built out of razor blades, just like jagged, sharp bits of shell everywhere. Oh, uh, we greet you, and your shell is spectacular. What, what is it made out of? Identify yourself. We are Ula's Galley. Do you require our designation? What is your designation? We have it. We just must consider upon our databases in one moment. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, let's say you spit out your designation uh, and uh, it kind of looks at you and... Ula's Galley. What is your designation? I am designated Scout of the Alpha Combine. Alpha Combine? Oh, do I know about them? You have heard of the Alpha Combine. They are known uh, uh, pretty well throughout the galaxy as a um, an extremely violent conquering force. Yeah, yeah. I'm really thinking that, uh, oh gosh, the Keepers have to have some kind of protocol to uh, deal, like, to, by deal, I mean avoid them. Um, I'm really trying to, okay. <clears throat> oh, um, a scout. That sounds delightful. We would like to be on our way now. Good day. And we're just going to walk away. Oh, kind no. of grabs your shoulder. My ship has crashed upon this world some time ago. You will help me send a beacon to my fleet. Oh, you require assistance. I require assistance. Would you like to look at some plants along the way? And he kind of like, like reaches out and kind of like sniffs at you a little bit. He's like, no, I require to send a beacon to my fleet. Uh, oh, okay. We will assist. We have made allies and we do not know where they have gone. Make a willpower roll. <laughs> Ooh, a six on the die. What do I got in my willpower? Your willpower is a three, so that brings you a nine. Uh, yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, that is a moderate success. Uh, he he is sort of. Um, I do not require an ally. I require a beacon. Do you have such a beacon? Oh no, we do not. We do not usually possess that kind of technology. We travel and we observe. And 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 while you are talking, Rika, you <laughs> have finally kind of made it into view, and you see Ulez talking with this very tall, imposing-looking figure that you do not recognize. Howdy, bud. I don't personally think that Ulez okayed you to touch them, and that's a little forceful, don't you think? And unnecessary. How close are you? Uh, let's say medium distance. 
Okay, so we're going to call that a um, couple of yards or, or further. Oh, we'll say a couple of yards. That's fine. Couple. Okay. Without even turning around, out of the middle of its back, a kind of claw covered like this, like covered in this jagged shell, a tendril grows and just shoots straight at you. Um, it is a surprise to you, so you can't defend against it. Uh, and it does, it does three damage, but you're wearing your armor, so it does one damage, so you are down to ten, and you fall kind of backwards, surprised, you know, that this was able to attack without even turning. Yeah. Is it possible at all to do the pain makes me stronger in this circumstance because it it attacked me first and i was gonna talk so now we're gonna we're gonna rumble well yeah i mean it depends like what do you want to do you, you're gonna start a fight like you have to add you have to add to something so it's like yeah. you know you yeah okay so roll initiative after it knocks you down uh it, it kind of now 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 sort of its head rotates so that it can look at you. It's still holding Ulez with one arm, and now a second arm grows out of its back, so it's kind of facing both ways at once. Uh, I rolled a five. My prowess is a seven, so that's a 12. 12. Uh, okay, so you go first. Okay. Uh, so it's holding on to Ulez right now, and it just and it just attacked me. Um, yeah. For the for the pain makes me stronger. I, I like the idea of um, me taking that damage. Uh, just kind of like maybe even puts me into a type of uh, rage state where it's not like I'm going to attack anything, but it's like I'm like laser focused. Like these, I'm going to hit where this counts now. Type of a deal. Okay. Um, how? What are you doing? You're throwing a punch here, like or? I'm popping claws, and we're going to uh, okay. um, incapacitate. Uh, where this is, this is, this is going to get ugly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you're going they for slashing me first. <laughs> All right. So uh, give me a prowess roll. Uh, and you can add, if you are spending a point of determination, you can add two to that based on pain makes you stronger. And uh, you can also add your martial arts bonus. So total bonuses of four plus your prowess plus whatever you roll. Okay, I rolled a five. So that's a nine plus seven, which is a 16. 16. Okay, so the Alpha Combine Scout gets... Okay, so you absolutely just slash at that tendril that is coming at you, and it completely comes off, just clean cut right across, uh, and it kind of screams this like loud shriek. I grab uh, it and sling it over my head and hit it with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you could do that for a show. It's like you get one attack, but yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. You, you hit him, hit him with his own tendril, and just like this, this shriek is so loud. Uh, up at the top of the cliff, Mikkel, you hear like this blood curdling sound uh, that you have oh. never heard before. Right. Uh, Rika. And then you hear like a small, a small voice of Rika being like, I said, don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Okay, I won't. <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm going to 
start. Can you come down? Yeah. Oh, just a moment. And I'm going to kind of, oh, God, this is going to take so long. I'm, I, I guess the fastest way is to follow Rika, which I'll do as gingerly as possible. <laughs> okay, make a coordination roll. Like, yeah. go down on your butt. <laughs> yeah, I'll just kind of, like, butt down. This guy like, rules. Um, uh, nine. Okay, um, yeah, that's yeah. actually not bad. Uh, and you are making your way down, and because Wicca kind of left a path for you, uh, you are able to kind of, you know, go at a decent clip. Um, and uh, you're making your way down, and uh, as uh, you know, while that's going on, back down on the ground, uh, Ulez, did you roll an initiative? No, I can. <laughs> yeah, let me know what you get, and I'll, I'll, I'll place must. you in the order. Uh, from my coordination, that's going to be an eight. Okay, so that would actually bring you up now. Oh, okay. So while this Alpha Combine Scout is kind of screaming and kind of, you know, clutching the part of it where its tendril or, you know, whatever that was, was, was severed from its body, uh, you have a chance now to try something if you want to. Uh, Rika, I'm sorry. So... I've really been contemplating. Um, in order to be able to exist in the environment, there are certain protocols that have to be taken into effect when you encounter certain species. Now, all Ulez are notoriously bad at combat, notoriously they avoid danger, they're very pacifist. Um, and so uh, we would like to disengage and run. Okay, you're trying to slip out of his grip, right? Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Hang on here. Do, 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 do. I believe there is. How do we do that? Uh, grabbing. Uh, rushing to throwing Let's just call this a strength roll. <laughs> okay, because I'm so strong. Five. Five total? Yeah. Do you want to spend any determination or anything like that? Uh, I'm honest, but by Eve, I'm learning. I don't know if you have anything that applies. Mm, um, not really. <laughs> all right. No, nah, you, you you try to get out of uh, out of its grip, and uh, it's just it is a little bit too strong for you. You pull, and uh, even in pain, it is it is able to keep keep uh, a grip on you. Okay. Um, and uh, that uh, brings up the Alpha Combine Scout, who's going to attack Rika. Um, you severed its limb, uh, you know, with that slashing attack or whatever that was, and um, it is very upset with you. Uh, so it shoots kind of just another limb, just kind of seems to form out of nowhere and just shoots straight at you. Uh, you can roll, like I said, coordination to try and dodge or try and take it with the, uh, you know, a uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. Four plus strength. Uh, so it's 11, 12, 13. It's a total of 13. My armor, my armor gives me a minus two on any damage, but before that. All right. In a total yeah. of 13. Nah, it's in too much pain. It, it just, it must not be able to concentrate and it kind of misses you, you know, with that tendril or whatever it is. It just kind of shoots like just past your head. Um, it, it, you know, it, it, you know, you don't even have to wind up taking the punch. It just misses wide. Uh, and, uh, uh Rick, that, I go, 
Yeah, Enrica, it's your attack. Uh, okay, well, it's still holding on to Ulez, which doesn't sit well with Rika. So uh, she's going to she's going to concentrate on whatever limb or tendril is holding on to Ulez, uh, and is going to uh, strike for that. Okay. Uh, to uh, make them let go. All right. It, it, it's kind of like you know, you two are on opposite sides of it. Like it's it's kind of got this weird ability to face in two directions at once. You know, it can draw right. limbs out of its front or its back, but movement is free. So it's like. You can, you know, any way you want to try and get to the other side, you can, you know, sort of try and pivot around or you can try and jump over it or or, or dart through its legs. What, what do you, you know? Okay. Um, how about we do a, uh, like a baseball slide underneath it and then straight up into soft bits? I love it. Um, I'm going to get, okay, you know what? The slide is free because it's a movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, now give me a prowess roll for your attack. I'm rolling fours. Uh, seven plus four, martial arts is two, six, that, 13? That's 13. Okay, that's a moderate success. Um, and, uh, okay, so you, boom. Okay. You slash at the tendril, and uh, oh, it- Like, charge this! Yeah, it's not quite the attack it was the first time. You are not able to kind of sever that tendril this time, um, mm-hmm. but it, it definitely, you can see you've done some damage to it. And uh, Ulez, do me a favor, make a coordination roll. Okay. Um, six? Six, okay. Given that it is in pain and busy concentrating on Rika, you are now able to kind of pull yourself out of its grasp. And while that is going on, Nickel, you make it to the bottom of the slope and you are shocked to see what you have read about and know is a member of the Alpha Combine, a phenomenally dangerous race of uh, space conquerors who... Motives are mysterious. They are ultra hyper violent, and nobody ever really knows what they want. It might just be to destroy, for all anyone knows. It's covered uh, in razor blades. Like if that's not evil, <laughs> uh, Rika, Rika has dropped your gadget badge over a uh, bag over <laughs> where she slid down and was hit. Great. That's exactly what I need. Um, okay. So uh, what I'd like to do is run over to the gadget bag, and I'm going to spend one of my points of determination to instantly um, use my power. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, what do you want? And um, I think what, I, what I'd like to do <laughs> is can I um, – I was reading about the transformation ability, and you, it says you can transform yourself, but could I f- get something that transforms something else? Uh, that's a good question. Let me see. If uh, not, I, I have a backup. <laughs> do you, can you kind of transform something else? Let's you turn into other things. Transmutation yeah. can conform. Transmutation can conform chemical elements and compounds by touch by turning non-living materials into different non-living materials. Yeah. Uh, th- those might be your options as far as I okay. Off the top well, of then in, in that case, we'll keep it simple. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I kind of like whip open the bag and I like, 
jam like half my body in there, like searching through to find something. And I come out and I'm wearing this kind of really big, ridiculous looking like puffy silver hat. It looks almost like a mushroom, you know, like, like toad from Mario, but like, it's just shiny silver and it's got little things coming off of it. And I'm like, you don't want to kill my friends and I'm going to use mind control. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, mind control so is quite cool. an ability. Yes. Mushroom we... hat. <laughs> and and, and this a, a psychic enhancer. Points for the Mario reference. Mind control can take over the mind of a target in visual range, placing a temporary controlled quality that you can activate for free so long as it lasts. Roll mind control versus willpower test. So you spent your point of determination to get mind control for free, right? I, I so had two points, though. I don't know if that you helps had two in any points. way. Uh, let me just see how we determine level in that case. Cool. Uh Success could do gadget able to look at the power of the telephone. Failure means it was okay. Termination of piece of gadget automatically rather than make a test. You're deprived of all your equipment using the frequency. Hmm. I guess. All right. You know what? I, I actually don't know how to handle that. So I'm just going to give you kind of a default <laughs> level of, I'm going to give you a default level of, uh, uh, we're going to say, uh, Five, which is like exceptional human. It's like you know, kind of, kind of. I mean, it's kind of a fairly powerful power, but you know, uh -huh. you don't because you don't know quite what the willpower of an alpha combine scout is. You don't know, you know, quite how it's going to work anyway. So right. now you've got to roll your the power of your mind control, which is a five. Oh, you know what? I got a better idea. Let's just use the what's your what's your gadget power? It's eight. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, I actually think that's right. I think gadget, my gadget power is my power for every ability I use. Yeah, well, actually, so you got to ask for the ability you use. Like when you do a roll, you'd be like, I want to get it at level five. And then you roll against a five to see if you can get it. But it's oh. like, since not, let's just say it's eight, we'll give it to you at the level of your gadget ability, which is probably not the right thing to do. But I love this hey. idea, so we're going to go for it. Hey. Um, uh, so give me a roll... A roll plus an eight versus yep. this guy's willpower or this uh, thing's willpower. Eleven in total. Okay, that will be. And I, I think uh, just because I, I do want this to end as quickly as I can, I'm going to use my other determination and make it a thirteen. Oh wow! Uh, on what quality? Uh, the, the, the job always comes first. The work always comes first. I want this to, I don't want to Oh, you want to get, okay. So that brings you down to zero determination and a 13 makes this a massive success. Um, uh, so with a massive success on mind control, uh, what that means is controlled quality on the target concentrate to maintain it for the entire chapter. So basically it's like you've got mind control from this guy uh, basically, you know, for the remainder of this fight. Great. Um, okay. Uh, well, Ulez has escaped its, uh, its grasp, so... Um, yeah, what, what was the order you gave it? Uh, you, you don't, don't want to attack... You don't want to hurt my friends. Right, and suddenly it kind of like freezes... And, and, and you can see it kind of like shaking and trying to resist you. I 
don't want to hurt your friends. Uh, I appreciate that so much. Um, sit down, please. You can see it's very unhappy, but it just very smoothly kind of like, and it, it, it doesn't even really sit down. It's kind of its legs just kind of retract into the bottom of it and lowers it to the ground as the bottom of it becomes like a ball again. All right. Um, well, this isn't going to last forever, so we should get a, figure out a way to get out of here. Uh, Mikkel, ask yeah. it what the shard is doing here. Yeah, what the shard did... No, wait, I... Okay. Yeah, we are... Yeah, 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 all right. <laughs> no, no, she was doing that to him. I find it intimidating nonetheless. <laughs> uh, I think as the two of you are discussing that, you hear um, a bit of a loud crunching sound. Um, and Ulez, who tried to run away uh, from that terrifying individual, activated their force field, but they weren't quite prepared for like the hamster ball force field, and they just tripped and fell over, and they they rolled like gently into uh, the side of uh, the dark, dark cliff uh, cliff face. Is yeah. is come? Are we done? Is everyone safe? Uh, yeah, yes. Come We're still see. figuring it out. I don't think this one is safe. Okay, okay. Force field you, you are all weak. The Alpha Combine will cleanse this planet of pathetic creatures like you. Yeah, but why? Once I summon them, that is what they do. Oh, oh th their beacon isn't working. They are very alone right now. Oh. oh, so but once you summon the rest of your kind, then they cleanse our planet. They're very bad at technology. They can't even fix their own beacon. That must be very embarrassing for you. I felt embarrassed for them. Yes, we're embarrassed for you, Combine. Mm -hmm. It must be hard. Tell us, is it embarrassing for you? This is extremely embarrassing for me. I will tell no other members of the Combine about it. All right. Uh, well, Rika, Ulez, this hat doesn't work forever. Uh, oh. So I have no idea what to do beyond this point. I mean, I got some ideas. Maybe um, both of you should just walk further into the canyon and I'm gonna talk about fields and rabbits uh, with uh, this member of this conquering force real quick. That sounds good, Mikkel. I I've never heard of rabbits, but fields are lovely. Yeah, no, they're both fine. Okay. Uh, just don't take too long. Hey, friend Combine, whatever she does to you is fine. And if you could just stay quiet while it's all happening, that would be great. Whatever she does to me is fine, and I will stay quiet while it is all happening. Yeah. I'm going to regret this. I'm from like a moral perspective. I'm going to have bad dreams, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> the word comes first. Hey, Ulez, want to see a tree? Come look at this. <laughs> oh, yes. I have your bag as well. It is very oh, heavy. Thank you. And, and the two of you go walking and sort of disappear around the cliff face. Um, what do you do, Rika? Uh, I, okay, so for, for this being, um, 
I'm not really a, a persuasive character, but it seems like they do not like being embarrassed um, by any way, shape or form. So uh, she is going to go in on uh, while she's holding the tendon that she separated from their body, while she kind of like uses that as a scarf, she goes in on how she's actually one of the weakest people on this planet that he literally, or they uh, literally got beat by, um, you know, like the D squad, um, you know, of, of everything. And that she's actually really, really young too, like super, super young. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say make a willpower roll, but he said to, you know, he, he but, but, but yeah, Mikkel planted a suggestion that he's got to go along with whatever you say, so. So if he tells anyone about this planet, they will get like eviscerated and vaporized and it will all lead back to them and them doing it. So it is in their best interests to just be cool and uh, to just go away. It is in my best interest to just be cool and to just go away. So, I mean, you understand, right? And then she's just like kind of helicopter piloting uh, the tendon. I will go away. And never tell anyone about this planet. And never tell anyone about this planet. And you can see him like kind of like angry and struggling, but like the top half of his body kind of disappears back into the ball. And like the little spot where you cut off the tendon kind of seals over with one of those pieces of razor blade, it just kind of slides over it. And the ball just rolls the opposite way and disappears in the direction opposite from the direction that Mikalinulez went. Well, good shards. Uh, and then uh, uh, she heads off uh, towards where the rest of her uh, companions went. Do you take the tendon with you or? Taking the tendon. It is okay. a, now a trophy. Okay. Um, you go and catch up to them and, uh, yeah. <sighs> Having broken away from the Alpha Combine Scout, you now have to walk your way back up, you know, find a way back up to the top of the cliffs and sort of hours go by and it, the blue sun starts to set, um, slowly and it, it starts getting a little dark out there. Um, oh wow, we're two hundred dollars. Wow, we're just fifty dollars away from the lore drop. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. I'm really hyped um, with the lore drop too. I need need to know what's going to happen in the main show as well. You know, that's right. This lore drop, yes. kind of the first, the first genuine glimpse of season three, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, so you walk your way, you know, sort of up the cliff face. Um, maybe you find like a narrow winding path, and uh, eventually, when you finally get to the top on the other side, you know, you have now made it completely across. Uh, it is dark. Do you want to travel in the dark or do you want to try and make a camp? Mikkel, 
do you possess any items that emit enough light to create a pathway for us, or do you folks require slumber? Oh, no, absolutely. I, in fact, I have so many amazing things in this bag. Some of them have been breaking, though, as I keep hitting it against people's heads. But I'll see what's, what's still good. Yeah, give me one second uh, to, to, to look. Uh, you should chat a... for a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and depending, depending on how you feel, Mikkel, I have no problem taking the first shift if we want to try to show Ula's uh, what it's like to roast marshmallows over a fire. <gasps> what are marshmallows? Uh, it's Maybe like a soft little, crystal. Yeah, it's this little crystal. It's great, especially when you heat it up over a fire. Ooh. I appreciate the, uh, the idea, Rika, but there really is no time. If we don't get there with enough time to enact the, the ray, the entire caldera will destruct itself and literally the whole planet will die. Yeah. Uh, but I do love marshmallows. Ulez, uh, shard check on that. <laughs> a shard check indeed. Um, Mikkel, I will save you some time digging through the manual. There's a power called energy control, uh, which can give oh. you power over light. Uh, you know, the, you know, possibly, uh, the ability to, um, you know, blasts of light and dazzle people with light and things like that. So I'm going to say probably well within its powers to create some kind of like powerful yeah. flashlight. Cool. Uh, yes, that sounds, that sounds, uh, oh, hey, look at this. Uh, <laughs> and, right, uh. Yeah, so now I roll against. All right, how powerful do you want the light to be? Like, how far ahead do you want to see of yourself? Like, um, to see? I don't know, 50 feet? You know, like a normal flashlight, 50 feet, 100 feet maybe? Yeah, I'm okay, not looking so, for, like, the sun here. So, like, a city block maybe? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, a city block sounds very reasonable. All right, so roll. Uh, I mean, you're going to get this. You have an eight um, and... You know, city blocks a level three, so uh, yeah, make a roll against your power roll. Uh, yeah, 14. Yeah, okay. Easily, you've got yourself a nice, powerful flashlight that can see at least city block for everybody ahead. Um, and uh, yeah, so you continue on into the darkness, and uh, you're walking for a couple hours at night. Uh, anything you want to talk about while you walk? I think the first three hours. Of our walk, Ulez was, I mean, specifically like when Rika was um, taking care of business um, and Ulez decided to monologue rather lengthily about how this was their first time changing a tire. And like for the entirety of their lives, all they've ever done is study plants, like study the process of how to study plants and study that process. Like, uh, so changing a tire, like I got... I used my hands. These are simply for studying, not for changing things. Felt very, very empowering. That's really all they had to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm. That's interesting. I'm more used to using my my hands with uh, a whole lot of things. Sometimes my feet. Sometimes my butt. My head. Uh, I use, use my head, head, butt, number of times for for getting things done. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, huh. mostly all my life has been has been physical things, getting things done, getting getting your claws dirty, you know, getting in there. 
I, I, that's not your whole life. You have dedicated yourself to the sciences in such an amazing way. I mean, look at how far you've come. I started off, you know, like uh, kind of in, in Reese, Reese Street's kind of a deal. And, and then uh, Mickle was getting beat up one day for one thing or another, some, some gadget, some other territory he had crossed. Hmm. Yeah. Happens a lot, it sounds like. Well, you know, borders make no sense. Mm -hmm. They're arbitrary. Not when you research. Yeah, so, you know, I kind of stood up against, you know, the, the, the people I was with at the time to, to save him because it didn't seem fair. He, he wasn't hurting anything, you know? Huh. So, so, yeah, that, that started a, a whole thing, like a whole lot of territories versus other territories. And Mickle actually helped calm things down with a steady head and, and one of the one of the things that he, he said to me, I don't even know if you remember saying this to me, Mickle, but you you said to me, Don't you want something better for yourself? And that just really, really stuck with me. And I I decided, yes. Yes, I did, and I do. I want something better for myself. So I made sure to to do that. And I used all my action forward into literally that thing, which is, uh, you know, I, I became a security officer more as like a bridge. Uh, you know, the, the money's real good. And also there's a lot of people that'll listen to you when you're a security officer and you can kind of, let's say, smooth down the, the sharp shards between territories mm -hmm. and other security officers that way. But I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be this forever, especially since Mikkel, you know, took me under his, uh, his tutelage to start looking into the sciences. Huh. You can, of your own volition, you can decide to change your, your lifelong profession? Literally, Ulas, all you have to do is you just have to decide that you want something better for yourself. Don't uh, you if, want to study plants? I, I have existed solely for that purpose. The Ulas Galley before me, like this arm belongs to an Ulas Galley from 1000 years ago who also studied plants. I have absorbed all of their data and memories, but that is all we have known. Well, what do you want? Yeah. What does this Ulez standing right here before us in this galaxy, what does this Ulez want? What is better for you? Hmm. Huh. We would like, truly, we would like to change another tire. Oh, oh, um, well, that can be arranged when the job is done. In fact, there are tires really? all over the place. Yes, absolutely. Oh. I think um, I don't want to be presumptuous about your future, but you will be wasted as an auto mechanic. But it is good skills to learn. It's that, good to know the ins and outs of that the machines that are underneath you and that you rely on. I will say that. That makes sense. 
If you learn how to change a tire today, maybe you learn how to change a fusion reactor tomorrow. That, oh, we are mildly familiar with that, but, you know, less that's exciting, then. easier. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> uh, and when we get back, we should show you all the different things you can do. There's so many. There really is. Hell world. Beyond tires and plants? Yes, indeed. Ah. Well, we're mostly curious about marshmallows, but if there is more to be observed, we would like to perhaps observe it. Absolutely. Uh, hold on. Somewhere in this bag, I must have packed a marshmallow for you to try. <gasps> I think... I think, uh, yeah, you should spend a, a little time in Re after we finish this to to really get the full scope of what could actually be done here. We would like that. And uh, as you kind of walk through, you know, across this plane, uh, having this conversation, a sound starts to grow, and it's the sound of rushing water. And soon, Ulez uh, and Mikkel and Rika, you find yourself coming to a mighty raging river, which uh, the two of you recognize as uh, the Suthon River, you know, it's called. And you know that this river is long and dangerous and filled with rapids and whirlpools and jagged rocks and waterfalls to call the whole works. But this is the fastest way to the caldera is to travel downriver. And uh, because it is one of the only ways to sort of travel across this part of the landscape, when you get to the edge of the river, there is an old dock, say carved out of rock. Ooh, that rhymes. And uh, there are these old boats that are all tied up to them. Let's say, you know, three or four, you know, basically kind of, you know, rowboat looking boats. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, two sets of oars or something like that. Um, your choices now are to take one of the boats and try and travel the river or to walk alongside the river, which will severely lengthen your trip, but uh, is possibly less dangerous in some ways. I'm just going to credit this knowledge to the two locals who probably know all about this. Yeah, Ulez would look to the two of you like, are we meant to walk across the water? Uh, well, um, as to our previous conversation, we are not meant to do anything, actually. But ah. we can take the boat, and we, sh in my opinion, should take the boat. So, Since we're not completely sure how Ulez would work in water, you know, sink or swim type of a situation, I think the boat might be the best plan here. My parts will be okay on water, but I do not know if I sink or swim. And maybe we shouldn't find out today. We think that's fair. 
All right. Um, I'm going to say that most of the boats look pretty similar, but uh, does anyone want to examine any, take, a, take an examination to see if any of them are better or sturdier than the others? Yeah, I'll take a look-see, sure. Okay, give me an intellect roll. Uh, ten. Ten total. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that uh, you are able to sort through, you know, the, the three or four boats that are tied up at the dock, and you are able to pick one uh, that's got uh, a handling of uh, five, speed of four, and the one with the best structure, which is uh, also four. Uh, so uh, handling don't five. worry, I'll keep... Yeah, I'll, I'll keep track of those too. Um, so uh, the three of you get into the boat, and uh, you cast off. Who is rowing the boat? Okay, Ricka. Um, this is a handling <laughs> roll. Um, give me a coordination roll. Uh, that could have been better. I rolled a three, and my coordination is a four, so a seven. Unless there's something else that I can add on to that, which I don't think there is. Don't think there is. Um, okay, so it's night. It is very hard to see in the river, and uh, the water moves very fast, and the river is very wide. Um, and you are kind of doing your best to kind of keep the boat, you know, steady, you know, and, and, and going forward. Um, and, uh, the first thing that happens is, uh, you make your way to an area that in the moonlight, you can see some rapids coming up, uh, and... It's about to get bumpy. Damn straight. Uh, so I am going to need, okay. Um, I'm going to need everyone to make a strength roll and tell me what you get. Oh, you are so lucky. I'm not using the red dye anymore. God damn it. There go my rapids. Oh, wait, are, was it better than a three? Uh, I get a one. I got cool. a 12. I have okay, an eight. Okay, and you have a you have a three, Ula, is three. total? Mm -hmm. I rolled a one on the dice and um a two in strength. Your strength is a two. Um Okay, so huh. Okay, so and somebody else hmm. hold on to me. <laughs> you go into the rapids and things get bumpy fast. Uh you are holding on to the oars, Rika, so you are pretty good. Um you uh, Mickle, you know, kind of grab onto the side, and uh, you got a pretty good grip with those rock hands, even if even if you are a little old, uh, and you do all right. Ulez, you are bouncing around. You are not quite used to this kind of travel, and uh, the rapids are pretty rough, and you are not really, you know, you have never done anything like this before, and you are thrown, and you do not, you fall over the side, but you are still mm -hmm. holding on to oh the side gosh. of the boat. Okay. As the boat <laughs> down the rapids. What would like what what would you like to do? What would the two of you like to do? Why don't we start with Ulez? Help! We are no good here. We are very fragile. That's 
I don't have anything to do. That's what I mean. They will try and pull themselves up. Okay, give me another strength roll. Four. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, you are pulling, it's a little slow, it's a little hard, that is that is literally a marginal success, so it's like my discretion, I'm going to say that you managed to pull yourself up a little bit, but you can't quite get over the side. Um, I guess you're rowing, Ricka, so it's like you don't really have the chance to do much here, so Mikkel, do you want to do anything? Uh, there, There's one thing I could do. Oh. Um, where I do my best to angle the boat so that, you know, if you've got the, the rapids and the water, if I, if I angle the boat a little bit of way to help with, you know, I could try. Make a cool, make a cool animation roll. My lowest stat. Let's do this. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. Ule, testing Ule's on strength. You oh, on coordination. There's, there's my six. There's there's a six that wants to help Ule's, which is a total of ten because my coordination is a four. Yeah, and, nice. and Ule's, you you kind of see this rock coming up, and it's about to like smash oh, you no. off the side when Rika is able to kind of just like you know, and just the narrowly misses. Oh oh, that was oh my stars! That was very scary. Um. I, I, I think I sink. We, we definitely sink. Mickle, can you grab them? Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm glad that we were able to do that test here. Come with me. Okay. And I'm going to try and... And being told we have unlocked the lore drop. Thank you so hey. much, everybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm excited for this one, too. Lord, Thank you Lord, so much. Lord, you, you've Lord, been so Lord. great with us like this whole time. I, we are super grateful. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you are going to try and pick Ulez up. Yeah, I'll try and lift them in. Um, and I would like to make this more difficult for myself, if possible. Good. I'm sorry, uh, and use <laughs> Olden Gray as a trouble. Uh, oh. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a point of determination. <laughs> and uh, oh wow, you go over to the edge of the boat. And you start pulling Ulez up. Uh, Ulez, I'm going to say, you know, you haven't quite let go yet because you're kind of, you know, kind of petrified with fear. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and and then the boat kind of hits like a big rapid. And uh, uh, Mikkel, you go flying over the side. Oh, and no. now you just narrowly grab on. <laughs> and the two of you are now holding on to the side of the boat as it tears through the rapids. Can I be holding on to Mikkel's legs? And it's like a horrible train. Just oh my like god, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Thank you. Let's, let, let's say that yes, like, you know, because he was pulling you up, you fell, he kind of <laughs> fell over, just narrowly grabbed, and now the two of you are kind of dragging along the side of the boat. Um, Ricka, you oh, are the only one left in the boat, and you are rowing. Okay, um, Ricka is going to use strength to purposely... Um, try to capsize the boat in the opposite direction where it's like if they're on that side and like holding on she's going to purposely get the boat to take on water on the other side to have them then from them dragging along the edge it'd be them like literally laying 
on the side of the boat to hopefully have them tumble in. Okay. Huh. Are you making that uh, face? Because you think the boat will sink? You can let's rock call boats. that a strength roll. Um, I mean, I mean, there's really a strength roll and a coordination thing in there. It's kind of two. So first, make a strength roll to see if you can physically pull it off. How how about if I throw in? I'm afraid of nothing, because it takes a it takes a certain amount of um, anti fear to to then be like I'm the only one left in the boat. Let me endanger myself to yeah. then get people back in. Oh, I buy that. Yeah, I think you you would have to have nerves of steel to try something like this. Like James Bond, fucking would you know would be scared <laughs> to try this maneuver. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can. That, that'll be your last point of determination. Yeah. And uh, you can add that to the strength roll. Okay. 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 All right. So I rolled a four. I've got a seven with strength, which plus uh, the two, so that is a thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So you are able. You've got the strength to pull this maneuver off. The question is. Is your coordination good enough to nail it the, the, in the precise way you need to to get the thing you want to happen? Give me a coordination roll, Ricka. All right. Let's see. Ah, five. Cool. My coordination is a four. That's a nine. Oh, that is a moderate success. So it's not pretty. Oh, I can't. Wow. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I said, I said, I said, okay, I said the difficulty on that kind of, okay, hard. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's not pretty, but you kind of manage to do it and, and, and you pull it over. Now, okay, if I get this right, you're capsizing the boat in a way that pulls them over towards you. And now the boat is upside down and like half upside down. Kind of, like, right. Like, so, and, and, and everybody is now kind of, it's like Tokyo drift, but with a boat. That's wow. a very apt description. Honestly, if I, if I did such yeah. things, I would give you a point of determination just for the Tokyo Drift reference. Um, I don't honestly. have any determination left, so if you want to, uh, you know, get froggy with it, Rick. Oh, I don't, but uh, at, 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 at my, my heart is with you. Um, uh, and, but, yeah, absolutely, the, you, you, you drift the boat up onto its side, and it kind of secures their position on top. And uh, you're all holding on <laughs> um, when the absolutely overpowering sound of the waterfall becomes clear. <laughs> what is that sound? Oh, uh, that's the end of this river. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm so over this. We can't handle it any longer. No, yeah, it, and as yeah. you talk about being over it, you go over it. Uh, <laughs> the three of you, just the whole boat goes right over the side of the waterfall. Uh, everybody make a coordination roll. Yeah, I, I will say that there's a, oh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that Ricka does uh, over the edge. Seven. Okay. Eight. Uh, okay. Uh, that is a four plus three is a seven. Okay. 
you all manage to stay conscious when <laughs> you fall into the pool below. Nobody hits any rocks and nobody slams the water in a bad way that knocks them out. Um, it's still a little overpowering, you know, you fall off a waterfall, you're deep in the pool, you all kind of got to do that swim to the surface thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, just, just the moonlight to kind of guide you in the right direction. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to just say you all managed to swim over to the nearest shore and pull yourself onto this rocky beach. <clears throat> Okay, we have determined that that is not an experience we would like to relive. Uh, Rick is just laughing to herself, like. <laughs> Nickel, are they? Is she okay? I, I think she's actually quite happy. About oh, how that okay. Went. Yeah. Okay, good, good. That's <laughs> Rick's way. Oh, okay. Us three waterfall zero. <laughs> All right, you threw waterfall zero. Oh, okay, you <laughs> fell over a waterfall, so I am taking two points of stamina from everybody. I have, okay. I have two, I have damage resistance of two. You have damage resistance of two, but I feel like that that comes like from getting hit by stuff, whereas I'm taking it from like essentially like, you know, like plunging into the water and kind of having to like struggle for breath and, you know. And, Actual stamina. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that brings Ulez, you are down to, uh, I think, uh, three mm -hmm. and uh, Rika, you are have eight, and uh, Mikkel, you also have eight. Um, although Ulez, don't forget. Uh, well, no, you have healing, but uh, your healing only applies to points. Yes. Um, I think I actually only have seven, Rick. Oh, you only have seven? Okay. Yeah. Thank you for being honest. No uh, honesty is a good quality in RPGs. People remember, <laughs> she is never. Uh, winners never, nah, never. Um, so <laughs> yeah, nah. remember kids, che cheaters win all the time and it sucks. No, I'd say, um, but we all know. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you take some time, you get your, you know, you know, kind of get your legs back and, and catch your breath. And, uh, and then what do you, do you decide to, you know, are you making camp or are you continuing on into the night? I would like to make camp at this point. <laughs> Are we on a time? Are are we not on a time limit? We absolutely are, and I appreciate you pointing that out. Uh, here's what I'll uh, pitch to you. I'm going I have something that I think will be really helpful for this, um, and I'm gonna. Um, Ulez, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you sleep at all? We do not. That is just the best news I've ever heard. Okay, thank you for this. One moment, and okay. um, I'd like to uh, roll to go through my pack. And what are I you want, looking for? I want to find a device that will um, shrink us. What? <laughs> that will shrink you? Yeah, shrinking. <laughs> okay. Wait, um... So I need to pull. I would. I want two of them. Two little shrinkos. Shrinking lets you become smaller at will. Each level will roughly half your size. How small do you want to be? Uh, small enough to fit in the palm of someone's hand. Oh my god. Hey. You are a mad genius. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, okay. Machinations. Um, 
So let's see, you know, that's, that's pretty small. So let's call that like, uh, let, let's call that a level eight. Uh, so give yeah. me a roll uh, against, you have to roll against an eight. So give me a roll on your gadgets, which I think is cool. an eight. Uh, it is. I've got uh, plus two. That's a ten. Um, I've got a determination. Mm, I don't think I want to spend it. Um, ten. Okay. Um, let's see. Hang on a sec here. Get it. <laughs> I don't know how this works. <laughs> Success gives you a gadget able to duplicate the power. Failure means you must make a determined effort to try again. Oh. Uh, All right, so I have to use my determination and do it again. Yeah, or you can just use your determination to produce the object. Right. Um, I guess we'll do that. Why not? Yeah. Um, hmm, I guess that wouldn't really make sense. But in the interest of keeping things moving, I'm going to say that we're, we're going to let that happen for this for this one. Okay. Um so you are able to pull out a shrink ray that hey, all uh, right. um, will bring you and Rika down to carryable size. Um, I'll just uh, we are generally going in this direction that okay. is towards the caldera uh, and if you could uh, carry the two of us while we take a, a nap and not crush us to death or anything like that or put us in a uh, hole in the ground or whatever oh, uh, no that would be great yes we may do that that sounds quite fun I've never had shrunken friends before first time oh. for everything <laughs> so I, I wish I could say that this is the first time that I've been shrink and I cannot Ah. <laughs> so you you hit them uh, with the beam and you shrink down to, I mean, level eight, real small, but, you know, easily carryable in probably both of you in one hand. Um, and uh, 7.42. Okay. And Ulez, you walk through the night and uh, as you walk, maybe, you know, you take in a little of the landscape and, and, and kind of, you know, think about the things you've talked about with your friends on this journey. And, 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 uh, and, and after a few hours, the blue sun begins to rise. And on the horizon, you see the Ularis caldera exactly, uh, we'll say, as Mikkel described it to you, um, this sort of tall volcano, you know, the shell of a volcano. And, uh, what do you do? You look down in your hand. I'll say you see that you, you, your, your friends are sleeping in your hand. <laughs> oh, I should probably alert them. I have never traveled with any. We have never traveled with anyone for this song. Um, <clears throat> uh, we must. Oh, that we think that's loud. Uh, we must wake you up. Oh. This voice is booming uh, to the two of you. You look up and see the gigantic yeah. galley looking down at you. Ricka like rolls, uh, tumbles into like a battle ready stance with like claws. Like, ah, ah. Oh, 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 good morning, Ulez. <laughs> claws retracted. No, uh, pretty sure I'm still dreaming. This doesn't feel right. We have arrived. 
All right. With the rest, I'm going to put Mikkel, you're back up to nine, and uh, Rika, you're back up to 12. Um, and Ulez, I'll say the peaceful walk has put you back up to five. Okay, thanks. We spend so much time alone, you know? That's how we recharge. Yeah, to say that you got some kind of, yes, you know, that's if you don't <laughs> sleep, it has to work somehow, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to credit you, Mikkel, uh, with having had the foresight to leave Ulez with a growth ray. Uh, right. Switch on the like a a switch point. small or grow. Yeah, maybe right. Maybe it's Wait. just got like a reverse. Yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> Don't know how that power works as a gadget. Then yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> not supposed to. Yeah, but we're we're just gonna say yeah. It's um that it's got a reverse ray that you showed them how to use. Um, if we had more time left in the game, I'd just leave you to be screwed right now. But um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, but as entertaining as that would be, let's say, yeah, Ulez brings you back to your normal size. And you find yourself at the foot of the caldera. We have arrived. It is truly beautiful. We are a little sad that we must take some of the energy and then depart immediately because we would love to stay here and study. Well, you know, uh... In many ways, there will be more to study because of it. Yeah. Very that, true. And keep in mind that it'd be in uh, safer circumstances than, than this. All I mean, this, we, we do not believe this experience was too dangerous. We were only almost shot by bandits, had to travel, uh, explosive mines, um, face off against an intergalactic villain, and pass, you know, some water. We believe this was quite safe. And you look up, and there is a path that leads up to the top of the, the rim of the caldera. And uh, as you are about to set out up towards the top so you can see what is inside, Rika, you hear that rolling sound again, only much faster. And you look off behind you, and you can see some of the light grasses kind of being flattened as that razor-covered ball ah. shooting towards you. Some people just don't learn. Uh, Rika pops claws. Both of you get up to the realm. Go ahead and start gathering what you need. Apparently, some people are hard learners. Okay. Um, you going with this plan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Ulus will activate their force field, though. Oh, okay, yeah. Them. <laughs> You're, you are credited with your force field being on. Remember, you have to concentrate for it to actually work uh, if mm -hmm. you get attacked. Um, the two of you set up the side of the caldera, and I will say, as you are walking, you can feel beneath your feet, like, shaking. And you can smell in the air kind of like a sulfuric kind of smell. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, you know enough, Mikkel, to know that, yeah, you were right. This place is seismically active. And, uh, and, and and it's got that, like, could blow at any minute kind of feeling. Um, do me a favor. The two of you make coordination rolls. Nine. Okay, that's enough. Um, it's a narrow path, but you are able to get up you, to make to make your way up at a good clip. And while you are climbing, um, that Alpha Combine Scout comes rolling at you and sort of 
as it, as it kind of gets close, Rika, it, it starts shape shifting back into humanoid form, and you hear it say, uh, "Once What's I got my senses bud? back, once came I got my senses back, I came back to finish you. <laughs> Make you're not uh, my type. Roll initiative." Eh, that could be better. Four plus prowess is seven, eleven. Okay, you will go first. Uh, he shapeshifts, or it shapeshifts into, you know, human form or, or humanoidish form. Uh, you'd say it's got like, gives itself mm. four arms and two legs, uh, ah. and uh, all again covered in this kind of razor bladeish shell. You know, you don't even see eyes, nothing. It's just, and it kind of stands in front of you. It's just, you know, wait. Yeah. All right. Uh, sliding hamstring attack. Ow. Both claws. Um, out. I want to fight with Marquia. You, 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 you <laughs> fight. Why you? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, give me a prowess roll, and you can add martial arts to that. Okay. Uh, crap, I don't have any determination left. All right. No. Um, is there any kind of trouble that I can do with this? Well, I'm afraid see. of nothing. You're I mean, this is a four, four-armed four-armed baddie here. I mean, if you want to say you're afraid of nothing, maybe you like sort of charge it, you know, without really putting a lot of strategy into it and kind of like lose your no. attack. No, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, no, sliding hamstring. So never mind. Maybe right. we'll, we'll see if or when he hits me. <laughs> oh, uh, four. Why am I rolling fours? Where are my sixes? Um, I'm sorry. What, what was this that I'm doing? Prowess or prowess? Strength? Prowess. Prowess, and you can add your martial arts. Four plus two. That that is a thirteen. Uh, okay, that is a moderate success. You go sliding at him and slash at those. You know the back of its leg where you would expect hamstrings to be. You don't know if they're there because this weird shape-shifting thing, who, who knows what is beneath that shell, really. But you do slash into one of those legs, and uh, it, it kind of falls like backwards and loses its balance, and you definitely do some damage. Uh, and it kind of screams, but now that you are beneath it, it directly punches Wait, it down. Fell, it, fell, it fell on me? I'm keeping, kinda, the claws, it, it, I'm keeping the claws up, and it can yeah. have gravity fall onto these claws. Yeah, no, it didn't exactly fall. It just, like, lost its balance a little bit. But then it regains it, okay. and because it's shape-shifty, it kind of, you know, it kind of shape-shifts itself back to a balanced position and just punches straight down at you. Okay. So, oh, you lucky bastard. Uh, okay, roll coordination or strength. Strength. Always strength. Always gonna go for strength. Uh, ooh, hello five. Where you been, baby? Uh, strength seven plus five. Um, my my armor goes into stuff with this, but uh, only if you're gonna get damaged. Yeah. Seven plus five is twelve. Just with that. Seven. That's without the martial arts. Okay, it, which would be fourteen. Uh, martial arts you get immediately. So that's fourteen. 14. Uh, She's built for melee. 
Yeah, but you did well enough, and he hits, and exactly, it's like, you know, he connects with you, but he does not a really solid hit. Maybe he was still a little bit off balance, and he does not deal any damage. Can she uh, catch it and go, Hurr. Uh, it's not quite as, it's not quite as a big, you know, big enough differential for like a really cool, you know, okay. uh, comeback like that. But, but he does not damage you. While this is going on, the two of you, um, uh, Ulez and Mikkel, you are making it up to the top of the caldera. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as you peek over the side, Ulez, what you see is gorgeous, uh, purple and white grass line the inside of the whole thing. It's dotted with thousands of kinds of flowers, trees, vines, weeds, uh, just, just lush and beautiful. Uh, every type of flora imaginable and some that just defy imagination. And your sensors are just going crazy, scanning everything. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, right. The, the braids lighting up, all the lights on your interior just kind of just popping. And, 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 and it's like, yeah, this, this is what you were made for. And uh, Mikkel? Mm. Um, you go digging through your bag looking for your energy siphon. And uh, when you find it, the energy siphon, you can see it is both smashed and waterlogged. Great. That's excellent news. Thank you for that. Uh, okay. Oh, no. Is that what it looked like when you showed it to us earlier? No, not that I remember. It was mostly one thing instead of um, a hundred. Um, okay. Oh. This is a fun challenge. Do you like to fix things? I really do, but I don't know if you felt the ground when we were walking up, but we really don't have a lot of time right now. Um, how good are you at fixing ray guns? Ah, uh, well, we have determined that we have the possibility of a career choice. And well, and they're going to look over like at all the plants down there. And, and we would love to uh, sit amongst those flowers and research and observe and just obtain all the knowledge possible. But also, and they're going to like glance over at the de destroyed, watery, mushy, stun gun if you could perhaps explain the mechanics of your stun gun there is the option of well i am rather adaptable and quite modular and we will like take our hand off um oh. and underneath is like maybe like a little drill or something i don't know nothing threatening uh, we have many purposes, though we do not often have the opportunity to take advantage of most of these. Uh, we wonder if it is a tool of our predecessor, and they'll reattach their hand. We believe we could attach some of that ray gun and for uh, ray gun technology to ourselves. Oh, my word. Les, I could kiss you. This is amazing. Okay, okay. This is not so hard. This can be done. Uh, all right. Uh, pop that hand off again. And, okay. Um, 
Do me I'm a favor. Gonna, I want I'm both of you to make out. intellect rolls. Thirteen. Can I add my science or technology specialties to this? Yeah, absolutely. Technology. Great. So sixteen. Liz. Uh, nine, but I'm going to add my technology and robotics, electronics, and mechanics so to make 10? that an 11. Uh, an ele- 11, right. Yeah. Uh, well, Does I have two in that, or is that... That's OG. No, you, have, you have one in that, because it's okay. OG. Um, but that's still a 10. Okay. So what I'm going to say is, between the two of you, uh, you put your heads together, and you start converting the photosynthetic blasters on Ulez's hands into blasters that will instead absorb energy from things the way the siphon was supposed to work. Les, you guide Mikkel through your systems. He is sort of the hands that work on your hands and he starts tinkering. And back at the bottom of the caldera, it is your attack, Rika. Uh, right. So Ricka has managed to do a, uh, uh, to make damage, um, already, um, on, uh, one of those limbs. So, uh, she's, she's going to go for that limb again. Um, but the way that she's going to go about it, she's going to utilize her martial arts, where you know how Black Widow does that thing where she grabs onto someone's neck with her thighs and then flips them over. Uh, She does does that in reverse. Um, So she's like um, on on their back, like like uh, on on the limbs. (laughs) With the claws? With the claws, like like peripherating. Um, well, that Markia kills people. I think what we're <laughs> learning here tonight is that Markia is a killer oh, in her spare time. I, um, I never tank. I never tank. This is this okay. is what tanks do, right? You went ham. <laughs> yeah, movement is free. So since this is in combat, I'm going to say that you are able to do the kind of flip up thing, you know, without having to make a coordination roll. But you still got to roll prowess uh, to to make the attack roll. Okay. Uh, let's see, prowess, uh, seven plus three is 10, plus the martial arts is 12. 12. Yeah, it's exactly like you say. Um, you flip up to the neck and just start punching away with the claws. And it's like, it, it kind of shape-shifting, try, it moves its head down in a way and trying to get away, but it just it doesn't matter because whatever is underneath that shell, you are cutting through the shell with those, those hard crystal claws and just hurting whatever is under there. And it screams and screams and it kind of just like throws you off of its back but it, it, it's just too much. And, and, and it tries to like shapeshift back into a ball, but it kind of can't quite do it. And, 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 and it just instead like sort of half, half balls itself up and then just falls dead in front of you. If you wanted my digits, there were an easier way to go about it. <laughs> and then kind of readjust the tendon scarf that she already did she save from the waterfalls kind of yeah just fixes yourself up and uh and and then let's say you turn and sort of jog up to kind of meet the others now at the top of the caldera you're finishing up 
installing the energy siphons on Ulez. And Ulez, uh, just to keep things moving since it's 8 o'clock, I'm going to say that Mikkel has told you what to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Point and shoot. <laughs> yeah, point and shoot. Ulez, you now have your uh, typical energy siphoning powers. Um, and I'm going to say, you know, since this is just, you know, we're in a non-combat situation, as Mikkel instructs you, you point and you sort of absorb energy from all of these plants. Uh, not enough to kill them. It's a controlled blast, but enough to fill up uh, this piece of technology with the energy that Mikkel is going to need. And it works like a charm. And the three of you are able to fill it, uh, fill the tank. And, 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 and that's it. And then you are able to kind of make your way back uh, uh, to the city of Riaris. Um, anything you want to talk about on your way back? It's, it's a long journey, but without the time pressure, it's much easier going back. Anything you want to talk about to kind of, you know, close this thing down? I, I hope, Ulez, that... I hope that you... I, I know that you're part of the species of keepers, and I know that you are here to learn and uh, that you in particularly enjoy plants. Just... Mm-hmm. I mean, and this isn't the end of our adventures, me, you, and, and Mikkel. I just... I kind of got the feeling, <laughs> and yeah, Mikkel's like... <laughs> I just kind of got the feeling that maybe you're on a, a larger adventure and it's just something with that I really because it worked for me mm-hmm. I need for you to keep asking yourself that question of what would be better for you it's okay to want something better for you for yourself I'm going to keep that close to my internal processor. We, I really do appreciate that. And we will try to remember that always. We don't want to forget any of this. We have never had true allies. It is important that keepers, that we travel alone for, we keep our own information, but to have shared so much adventure I feel like this is important to me, and we will keep this data forever. We thank you. And and, and on that, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, your adventures aren't over. You stick around on Azatora for a little bit, and you help Mikkel and Rika, uh, you know, carry that floral energy around the planet, and, and, and you help sort of seed the planet with, with, with new, uh, you know, with new plant life um, for the first time, maybe not just studying plant life, but in fact, stopping to make a difference in, in one of the worlds you visit. Um, and, and that goes on, you know, for a little while, let's say. And then eventually the day comes where it is time for you to go and, and uh, you say your goodbyes to your friends and you get into your pod and your pod blasts off and you head back into space with all this new knowledge and, and all these new experiences. And you travel for some time, um, you know, maybe some hours, maybe days, you know, time is a little weird for you, you know, when you travel through space. And uh, eventually the computer kicks in, signal detected. 
and you hear a garbled, staticky voice coming through. Earth, help, I, eight, Earth, help, I, eight, Earth, help. Over and over and over, static, busting up little words between the words that you know are there but can't quite hear. And the system says, Earth is a reference to the planet designated Sol 3. Would you like to set a course for Sol 3, Ulis? Uh, yes. Yes, we would. And you punch the course into the machine, and uh, the computer recalculates your course and starts zipping towards the third planet of the Sol system. And uh, the ship heads towards it. It zips in that direction. The retro rockets kick out. The rockets fire, and you go fast. And it goes in through the atmosphere. And while 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 you are coming in through the atmosphere, the bumpiness kicks in. And 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 something about the modifications you made in your system. There's you know there's a little weird electrical jolt. And and, and as you bounce around your ship, there's a strange reaction inside of you. And, and, and you kind of lose control of your ship a little bit. And, and instead of the normal glide down to the surface, the ship kind of tumbles through the atmosphere and plunges into the Atlantic Ocean. And as you sink to the bottom of the ocean, thank you so much, everybody. This has just been such a blast. Uh, honestly, having Marquia and Max back at the table, you are both, I mean, you know, bringing a little bit of that tempting fate energy in just the best kind of way. Yeah. Oh my God, Marquia, it's so great. Um, and yeah, I, I want to bring these characters back someday. Oh my God. We, we, someday we're going to space and we're, yeah. we're stopping it as it were. Um, <laughs> so real quick, let's go around the table. Tell the good people where they can find you all, starting with uh, Max Isaacson. Um, if you're looking for me, the best place to find me is on Twitter at Brosis Movies. That's like brother sister movies. Uh, you'll get all sorts of it from me there. Marquia McCarty. Hey, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Marquia McCarty. It's M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. Uh, Tuesdays, I do a zombie apocalypse show, Outbreak Undead, Rag and Bone with Hunters Entertainment, 6 p.m. PT. Uh, join me there. I'm, I'm not, I don't pop claws, uh, but I, I am a, I am a rogue that's great at stealth and uh, backstabbing. So you might enjoy that. Who knows? Come, come by, check it out. <laughs> you should consider getting yourself some claws. You are very good with <laughs> like, Almost uh, too good, you know? Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> very worried. I, I read too many comics for always. No such thing. No yeah, such thing. Be Zelda. Hello, hello. I have been your non-binary busy bee. You can find me on Twitter as uh, B underscore Zelda. I am a podcaster, streamer, TTRPGer. And uh, holy heck, this episode was just every, like, I'm very grateful for this filter because you couldn't see me tearing up. So thank you. Thank you. This was oh. good. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my God! Those you know, I mean, the whole thing is just amazing. I just you know, <laughs> I, I I never cease to be amazed at how you do this. It's just uh, thank you. Um, I have a lot of fun with it. 
Oh, God. Um, I'm Rick Bug. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rbud913, uh, or you can follow the show at PowerPlayRPG, uh, Twitter or Instagram. And um, I, I first off, I want to throw out thanks to Markeia McCarty and Max Isaacson, but also to Eddie Doty and Ravity Domsey and Laser Molina Weber and Draconix and Dale Kingsmill, all of our guests through these four Origins episodes. Y'all have just, I want to bring back every single character. Oh my God. Everybody has been so amazing. It, it's really just been just, just totally incredible. Um, uh, and uh um yeah and then the last thing is power play season three debuts on june 13th uh for the official uh power play season three debut but on june 6th we are doing the first ever power play q a like i said you can come you can ask about stories or casting or ask questions of the cast or just you know the rule system anything you want to know about uh pretty much anything goes and um, uh, we will be soliciting questions for that in the Power Play room of the Q Times Discord, or uh, we'll make a call for it on Twitter uh, probably sometime this week. And uh, that's it. June 6th for the Q&A, June 13th for the season premiere. And on that, the theater goes dark, and we are in Avalon, Port Ruby, in the present day. We are outside the Perfecto building, the headquarters of the Corporation Perfecto. And all is quiet. But inside the building, a man wearing a rumpled suit and a trench coat, if I had to cast him, I would say he was Sam Elliott, uh, comes running out of the hallway into the lobby. Uh, he is clutching a bunch of papers and in one hand, and he is clearly panicked. Nervously checking behind him, he runs towards the front entrance of the building and he tries one of the revolving doors, but it's locked. And he moves to the next revolving door and it's locked. And then he gets to the next door. It's like, it's, you know, the regular kind of, you know, push door. Um, and it is also locked. Uh, and he hears the sound of footsteps uh, echoing from somewhere in the hall he just came from. Uh, and, and, and with no other options, he, he takes a deep breath and he reaches into his trench coat and he pulls out this old revolver. And uh, he stands back about a foot and uh, he aims at the glass door and fires a shot and it shatters. And he carefully begins to try and clear the shattered glass out of the door of the frame. Um, and, 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 and it looks like he's trying to like step through, but, but it's kind of too late. Two really kind of big, scary looking security guards kind of come running out of that hallway that he just came out of. Like, there he is! Glass shards be damned. The guy in the trench coat tries to force his way through this broken door, but his pursuers pull their guns and they fire at him repeatedly. And he is hit a whole bunch of times and he drops to the ground dead. And the two guards walk to the body and one of them immediately pulls those papers from his lifeless hands. And uh, the other gets down on his knees and starts searching through the pockets of the man in the trench coat and he finds a wallet and uh, he flips through it and he, he uh, pulls it out. And uh, uh, he looks up at his buddy and he says, Ah, oh, it's a goddamn P.I. And then he holds up the ID, and it's a private investigator's license with a picture of the dead man on it, and uh, the security guard says, McCray, Max McCray. And on that, thanks for playing with us. See you for Power Play Season 3. Hey, everyone, it's Caitlin. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out, too. 
And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.